This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we got some stuff to talk about. Hey, the Winter Classic happened. You remember that? That was fun. It's cold. It's terrible. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are in a situation. And, of course, we couldn't go anywhere without Jacob Chikrin asking for the, uh, the trade value of him being the same amount as Jack Eichel. What a world we live in. It's Face Off Hockey Show, and it's rights now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Hey there, either. Ho there. Welcome to 2022. I'm Scotty Waz. There's Johnny P. There's a third person on the screen if you're watching on the video, and that's Jen. Recently, Yay, Jen. Agent. You might know her as uh, NHL History Girl. I know her as the person who lives with me. That's about it. I know her as a uh, fellow Pittsburgh spy. Yes. Uh, Jen, who the biggest, we got into a, biggest ice in show history. Who we got it? Who we got into a bar without anybody else knowing uh, until she got there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's wonderful. Good times. Yeah. Jen. Jen recently she became. She even a- got by Leahy too. He was guarding the door. Which, by the way, well, we've seen how good that is. I mean, he's so bad that he actually got an entire uh, entire bar shut down. Did you read that? You hear about that, Johnny? I did not, actually. You didn't see the, the news story I posted? So, <clears throat> apparently, in November, Braindead Brewery shut down for good. That's the place we went to in Dallas where Leahy didn't know how to fucking order a beer. Oh, well, no wonder. <laughs> So his complaints and his bad trip advisor and uh, and four square surroundings uh, made that place shut down. Do you know how many people listened to our show? And yes. it was like, fuck, if Leahy can't figure this out, we'll never be able to figure out how to order food this place. I'm he, out. Went to, he went to a college in Florida that might be accom- uh, accredited. I don't know. Who knows if that if that I think he went to what? East Daytona Beach High uh, I College. So. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. That was a good time. Good time draft time. So Jen said she wanted to be on podcast. I told her, hey, I do one every Wednesday and you just have to bust through the door like Kramer. And then I realized I didn't have a splitter. So um, what's going to happen is I'm going to find the splitter sometime during the show uh, and just really make this whole thing for naught. But it'd be great if Jen came through the door with an axe. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have the upper body strength for that. Oh. Jen, we haven't talked to you since goalie things happened. How did that go? I didn't die. That's always a great thing. It was a plus. Always a great thing. That I actually every morning I wake up, I say that. All right. <laughs> I um I so we were buying my gear and for whatever reason, I think both A, like we couldn't find it in my size, and and B, we just couldn't find it. Um, we didn't buy a Jill. 
And so oh. I got off the rest and I get out on the ice and everything is fine until Scott starts aiming for my five hole. Mm. Yeah, it didn't go well. Wow. So he bought her a Jill for Christmas. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and, oh. and what had also happened is that her her glove and blocker were actually intermediate. Okay. And every time I, sh- I shot, at least at the blocker, like it would hurt her. Like uh, it would hit it would hit the top of the thing, and then just the impact would be. See, know, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that they were like kids, like smaller ones, like yeah. so they didn't have as much padding? Yeah. So go junior, intermediate, and then senior. Gotcha. So so we went out and bought that. Uh, Jen bought that on Saturday. She bought new adult ones, and they nice. match. Ooh. So she's got new glove and blocker, eye tech, so the Rick DiPietro style. That's sweet. So. It was a good I've time. been uh, I've been wrangling people who want to uh, rent ice time at Piney Orchard so that we can play hockey. Pretty. No, sure. it's like it's not going to be like real hockey. Like we're just going to be like skates, gloves, sticks, Helmet. skating around. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably rock my Ovechkin uh, mirrored visor just because I can. Just, just just not even with a helmet. Just rock the visor like just a no visor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, they're like, yeah. Yeah, this would be awesome. We should do this. And I was like, I bet you I could get Mark to come up in his oh, like goalie pads. Sure. I'm sure you can deal on ice too. I, I mean, I think that we could probably, I think we know some people. We know some people at, at, <laughs> at, at Pioneer. Might be able to help us out. Right. Like I told Scotty last week, though, the only problem is, is that means you'd have to fly with your gear, which is bullshit. <laughs> eh, skate gloves, helmets, not, not that much. Like we can pack that. What I about guess. for Jed? Eh, skate gloves helmet. We can pack that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I we we I I'd pay the extra money to get that out there. So, yeah, I think that that would be fun. It would be Just a good to time. Skate around. I'd be able to use that. Uh, Jen, did you ever hear the story about how I got a brand new four hundred dollar uh, um, hockey stick because one of the uh, players from the team that was playing the Black Bears broke it. But it broke so high on the stick that I just put like a wood plug in the end of it, and it's now the perfect size for me. <laughs> the advantages of being small. <laughs> Brand new stick <laughs> to me. Uh, how much? What'd you do this week, John? Anything fun and exciting? Oh, what did I do this week? Um, it was New Year's. Happy New Year to you. It was New Year's. I went to Guinness. That's right. He did. Celebrated New Year's at 7 p.m. It was decently interesting because they only put people at tables. Oh, yeah. So, like, normally Guinness is like pretty packed. You know, like the last time I was there, it was all like wall to wall people. And then it was like, all right, well, how many people are showing up? Okay. Yeah. We have this table that'll seat six people. So you can sit there. And it was just people at each table. And nice. everywhere you went, you had to wear masks and, you know, the whole, the whole thing going on currently. So, it was fun, though. Uh, they brought out their uh, Christmas or no, their New Year's brew. They brew a beer specifically for New Year's and everybody gets a taste of it. And oh, my God, I don't know what was in it, but it was. Uh, Who I <laughs> nobody at our table finished it and they gave us like a little shot glass pretty much. Of wow. it. Yeah, so not great, Bob. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the rest of the time, I've just kind of been like. Oh, I guess. What day was New Year's Day? Is that Saturday? Saturday, yeah. 
God, I'm losing track of time. Um, Saturday, I went to Death's house and watched soccer all morning. Mm. Came home and took a nap and then watched the Winter Classic. Yeah. But then fell asleep in the middle of the Winter Classic, so I had to record the rest of the game. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I've just been cleaning up my house some, just in case I'm moving, but maybe probably not moving, you know, right. the whole the, thing. The limbo. <laughs> yeah. So I did watch the Winter Classic, though. Mm-hmm. Looked like great fun for anybody who lives in a refrigerator or freezer. Yeah, Jen, we watched it and we kind of uh, lamented to the fact that that's the same temperatures that it has outside. <laughs> and uh, that was cooler here than it was there. Yeah, it was actually worse out here. Uh, not to flex on you, but uh, you know, that's how it. It's cold. It's a minus forty-seven wind chill today. Oh, so um, do you so, walk around with uh, with ski goggles on? No. No, God, no. You no one does here. You don't walk around. Like you just you don't you don't leave a house. No, you just sit there. There's underground tunnels connecting everything. Yeah, it's kind of kind of. I wish it was. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, Wasn't we went there to a mall that was underground in Montreal. Yeah, like yeah. he's underground. Think yeah. Catherine Street. Yeah, yeah. I thought y'all went there last time. I got lost there after getting drunk. Um, the night before. So, like, that Thursday night we got in, we got drunk, I puked on the cab driver, got back home, woke up at 7.30, no one else was up, so I just went walking around the city, saw James Duffy on a run, and then uh, just toured the malls for a bit until we met back up that uh, later that day. Like, think when Louie and Squid Tala and all them showed up. So, there you go. Good old Montreal. Yeah, but we Who went. Who knows if we're going to be able to uh, actually travel? Ain't yeah, that's another thing. This whole fucking thing we rely on Canada, and they got shit tarped off on this their their thing. So, uh, but we did go to a hockey game, Jen. Yes, we did. Well, <laughs> we went to a, a place that resembled hockey. Yeah. And then, and then University of North Dakota got worked by the U eighteen team. Oh. Um, they just looked sloppy. They looked bad. They looked like just standing in quicksand the entire time. Well, they actually, they haven't played in a week or two, right? Yeah. So they haven't played since the 10th, I think of December and they didn't have their top goalie or Jake Sanderson there. So because they were at the, um, short shortened, well, cl- or the, uh, world, world juniors, Jake, Jake was there. He stayed with his family. Like, uh, Jeff Sanderson, I guess, went up and hung out. Um, so they were up there. Zach Driscoll's 25, so I think he's not eligible. Um, oh. I think he also got banged up, so he's been injured, um, from there. So, and then another guy, Louis Jamernick, one of like the third line, third line grinder guys, uh, lives in Calgary. And then the border kind of got restricted a little more, so they couldn't <laughs> get back over. So, yeah, no, but we got back into the swing of things. And then Cornell's here this weekend. Um, Chris. It's going to be great. Um, we're going to have a great time for everybody involved. And it's Jen's birthday tomorrow. So, Ooh. Yeah. 29 again? Yep. There you go. Nice. The Felix Potvin uh, birthday again. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the for the Peter Bondra's time. Um, <laughs> but which Peter Bondra, huh? Is it the, the, the short-lived Atlanta Thrasher's Peter Bondra number? The Blackhawks Peter Bondra number? 
the Senators' Peter Bonger number? He played for a lot of teams. I, as I'm reading, as I'm peeling these off, and I'm like, oh god. Ah, uh, didn't so. he? Didn't wasn't Bonger the one that got traded when the Caps like went to play the Senators, and then he just never flew home? Yeah, he just left, he just stayed on he stayed on the tarmac because that was the uh, that was the the trade for Brooks Light too. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Um. So there you go. There was that, and a good time by him. There's hockey this weekend, though. Yes, you got hockey. Uh, we got hockey. You got hockey. We got you. Got you. Got a new uh, commit to take photos of. I saw. Good old Tyler Young. Been on the team for a short time. He's doing well. Really, I really like his play. Fuck. Yeah. Reminds me of Knicks a lot. Yeah. Um, Without as much hair. And taller. <laughs> I think Josh, Josh Nixon's 5'6 or something like that. That's what you're practically 5'6. <laughs> He's 5'10 uh, with the afro. <laughs> Boy, he had a, he had a <laughs> lettuce on him. My goodness. Yeah. Well, that was the old uh, Nike commercial, right? Yeah. When the goalie's talking to the kids and he's like, Theo Flurry, he's 5'6. You're practically 5'6. <laughs> kids like nine. <laughs> oh man so there we go all right what happened i had to i forgot that there's injury report music and i put my phone on the charger oh don't do that johnny we got injury report music because we have this thing and we put it in production Many i years. know i know it's like we haven't been doing this forever all right oh yeah Who's down and out with some blues, maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Reports. A little slow jazz for you here. And that's all because Kenny Rogers didn't like uh, like our song being used. Nope. True story. Fuck that guy and his chicken. Um, is he dead? I think he's dead. <laughs> I don't think so, but... No. Kenny Rogers at this point anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> Hold on, before we get to injury reports, let's go to iskennyrogersdead.com. Yeah, he died, uh, died. Died right as the pandemic started. What? Yeah, March twentieth, twenty twenty. Oh, how about that? Look at you on top of the list of people dying. I, by the way, I did buy the Betty White uh, <laughs> People magazine. As you should. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sell that. <laughs> Yes, you should. They should sell out of all of those. It, she died. I went to Target looking for Lego. I found I found that magazine. I'm like, well, I gotta buy something. And then, <laughs> by the way, Lego wiped out on fucking shelves. So, oh I yeah, had to yeah. go to eBay to buy some shit. Yeah. Anyway, do you remember before? We, so I know we played the intro music, but talking <laughs> yeah. about Lego. Yeah. Um, Phil sent me a picture of the uh slammer arena it was the lego hockey rink yes apparently he has one at his house so that like unopened right that was one of those deals where it was like a a rink but lego had these like it was the slammer thing and it was basically the uh nfl on foxes or or the the nhl on foxes robots essentially it was robots as players so right Oddly enough, did not take off. I don't remember it at all. I remember it because I got one for Christmas one year. 
as a stocking nice. stuffer. The precursor to your OYO obsession. Exactly. And, and then it kind of laid dormant, like herpes, and then finally bloomed in my 30s. So there we go. Jen's not even laughing at your jokes. She doesn't listen. I, I don't laugh at his jokes. Yeah, you no. try not to encourage him. Yeah, I, to, I, I elbow her and I poke her and I kick her and I'm like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> so, um, injuries. We got injuries. Connor McDavid, COVID. Oh no, COVID. Well, like I mean, that problem. should be a great time to trade for him, right? Fucking. <laughs> Not like the, the Edmonton Oilers are having issues scoring anyway. Oh. Uh, Connor McDavid's out for a bit. Dougie Hamilton, broken jaw. He's on the IR. Uh, so that will be detrimental to whatever the hell the Devils are doing. Uh, Sean Couturier, past the Couturier. Um, upper body injury. He's week to week, but aren't we all? And then Patches, Matt's Pacioretty. Wrist surgery. He's out indefinitely. Um, tough year for Matt Pacioretty. Like, yeah. Uh, he has not had the best of years. It is the worst of times. It was the best of times. And then here we are with Matt's Pacher- Matt's Max Pacioretty. Oh, yeah. Sam Benat suspended three games for going oops upside the head on Cedric Paquette the other day. So uh, there is that. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. We got a Patreon. You, you know about that? You hear about this? I, I have heard about it. Okay, good. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. Uh, you can contribute. You can get some stuff out of it. And one of these days, we'll actually do a special show. When? Fuck you. But, I mean, we were going to do something for the Winter Classic, but I fell asleep halfway through it. Johnny fell asleep, and then we got home late, and I just didn't feel like doing anything at that point. Because that game, that, the UND game, really sucked the soul out of me. Um. <laughs> But you can be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Seanamich. They contributed. So can you. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. And you give a dollar. You get the video show. You give five dollars. You get the video show. You get to pick a segment. And again, special, special shows. Maybe some from the Faceoff Hockey Show vault. Who's to say? Things are happening. Oh. What's up, buddy? Would you remember? I have two weeks off work. I can finally put together that list of all the shows I have on my hard drive. There it is, buddy. <laughs> there what is that go. like two years in the making at this point? We'll eventually get around to all the stuff we say we're going to do. Fuck. <laughs> Kidding Woo-hoo. me? I need to add that to my list of things to do. There you go. Make make a list like if you were released by WWE and go oh. into the TV scene. Oh, no. Uh, So... Uh, there's news. Jesus Christ, Mellow Yellow. There's news. It's that EDTA getting to me. Uh-huh. There's news that uh, the Jacob Chikrin is in the rumor mill, the uh, Arizona Coyotes defenseman. The uh, rumor mill is that they're ask- the Arizona Coyotes are asking for a Jack Eichel-like ransom for Chikrin. Now, Johnny, I don't know about you, Jen. I don't know about you. When I think... Jacob Chikrin, I don't think Jack Eichel-esque. No. Which leads me to believe maybe they're trying to, you know, they're trying to overcompensate because they have no money. Maybe that's it. <laughs> they could also not want him to go. That's true, but they can also say, yeah, no, he's not on the market. <laughs> like, there's also that. Well, I mean, we know we don't, we know that they don't have money. Right. Exactly. We've seen, we've seen the photos. Uh. <laughs> 
But on the other hand, if they do this, then they can claim that they're doing due diligence and trying to make moves and blah, blah, blah. You know? Sure. We're yeah. trying our best for this dog shit company. I mean, maybe they think that Jack Eichel's value was devalued some because he didn't have all of his spine. Yeah, that's at true. The time. You take out take out any vertebrae. It's a discount. It's a discount. Oh, oh, hold on. He's got compressed vertebrae. I can't give you that third rounder. That's maybe a fifth rounder. Um, the Arizona he's Coyotes. back and ready to go. Holy yeah, crap. Jesus. Um, then the Arizona Coyotes are like, listen, you guys understand we have this fucking lovely thing <laughs> right fucking here. We have this Tempe Entertainment District. These two fun couples right here. They want to see Jacob Chikrin, and we will not give up anything less than two roster players, three <laughs> prospects, and then five first-round picks. So that leads me to believe... Uh, I still love this picture that I downloaded it to my computer, and I might save it as a screensaver. Or as a, as a desktop, uh, my little wallpaper. <laughs> just make it your desktop. Yeah. Make my wallpaper, and away we go. Um, just because... Genevieve, have you seen these mock-ups before, the Tempe Arena? No, not really. How great are they? How great is this? It's fantastic. <laughs> they're doing wonderful. They're they're having a great time. There's a chop house over here. Kids are playing in a fucking fountain. The videotron's up there. Everyone's having a great time. But players are deserving of a uh, of a of a steal like that for Jack Eichel, like Jack Eichel esque. Like when you I, like Jacob Chikrin, I don't think of a guy. Oliver Ekman Larson, maybe. Like I could have understood that. Another prime defenseman, like Kale McCarr, that will that will haul, especially after last night's goal, that oh would God. take over um, a big haul. But what what people do you think? And then Jen, maybe on the historic side, you can think about the people who have who've netted a king ransom because you kind of put that out there in terms of uh, today in your tweets at NHL History Girl on Twitter that the uh, you know what lopsided trades ended up being bad or good for such certain teams. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think again, Jacob Chickren does not move the needle for me. So I don't know what players are well deserving anymore. Is it me? Am I behind the times? Or is it the kids who are wrong? Johnny Go. I I think from so from my perspective, my first thought was, Wow, like have I been sleeping on on Jacob Chickren for a while? Like is he like a lot better than I thought he was? And I guess my answer is still no. Um <laughs> But like, like I, I was under the impression that Jack Eichel was one of like the top eight to ten players in the entire league. Like, that's why the the Sabers were asking for as much as they were was because he was, I mean, he was a second overall pick. He's one of the top ten players in the league. I thought so, and a franchise player. I don't think of Jacob Chikrin as the franchise. No. Um, yeah, God. I mean, <laughs> you can probably name off a bunch of people that aren't going to be traded. <laughs> I mean, the the rest of the top ten, they right. could they could. I mean, Connor McDavid could bring in at least four players. Um, if you're oh, trying yeah. to add him to your fantasy roster, a... <laughs> I mean, it's a given. Uh, but but like, just for us, and I love it. I'm gonna have to send Jed the picture. I feel. Yeah, I'll show so her can... later. Yeah, so you can see her outrage. Um, but uh, but I don't know, like, who is... I don't see any other player currently 
that's so like insanely mad at their team that they're like, you know what? I want out. That would pull as much as Jack Eichel did. You know, like unless the Coyotes are just trying to shed some salary with Chikrin and like get back some assets, you know, so that they can go all in on Austin Matthews soon. You know, I I don't see what they're doing here. Um, just so it's known, here's if, if we if you don't remember, Eichel got traded uh, with a third round pick for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, who was a top uh, prospect for the Golden Knights, a first round and a second round pick, which is pretty. Yeah. I mean, Tuck, Alex Tuck was a big uh, top six guy for Vegas, and he became yeah. he became disposable after like Pacioretty and Mark Stone came in, and they got other guys. And you get Jack Eichel. I think you know you take that all the time. And he missed two wide open nets in consecutive years. Well, listen, man, that's sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're the Scott Norwood of the league. Who's the fucking say? Um, so that's the haul Eichel got. It was a it was a throw in pick for a first, a second, a <laughs> top prospect, and a roster player. All right. Also, I want to say this: I forgot that Jack Eichel scored seventy one points in forty games in college. Yeah. That's like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that, he was he was really good. Going then he to, went one, to the Sabers. Yeah, one and done university that is Boston University. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. When you think, I, I guess what franchise? Yeah, because McDavid would would offer a haul, obviously. Um, I mean, would a Sidney Crosby still? Like, if the Penguins were like, you know what, where you have to trade Sidney Crosby? Would he still? garner enough to be in that range oh yeah i'd say yes i'd say a little bit less maybe but you still get a roster player prospect and probably a second round out of them yeah i wonder i wonder the same about malkin too but malkin's kind of broken so you're gonna have to get that discount too um but i think crosby would uh would definitely kind of yield that kind of return would you think ovechkin would yield that kind of return um i think think probably Yeah. I guess the question would be, because this might be like a real topic, right? What mm. is what is Flurry's market? Mm. That's a good I question. I mean, because uh, we already know that Edmonton's goalies are crap. Um, and then they're coming out and saying, you know, well, sometimes you got to score. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so what if Flurry gets traded to the Oilers? Like, what can what can the Blackhawks actually get back? In that situation. I'm looking at the Oilers right now. Um, I mean, they pretty much hold would hold all the keys. Well, actually, first off, hold on. Let me check here. Um, because I, I think there's a caveat to this. Yes, M.A. Flurry has a modified no trade. Ten team no trade list. Yeah. Barring Edmonton's not on that. Correct. We'll, we'll say. I mean, that. we always have to. We always need assumptions. They have. So. For this year, they have a first round, second round, fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick. The Oilers. So you got to figure one of the, one of the first or second rounds in play. But the second round's a conditional, um, conditional pick. Because the, here's the condition. Because it's, it's for the Duncan Keith trade. Oh God, he's dying. So the condition on this, and this is hilarious. Uh, if the Oilers make make it to the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals, and Duncan Keith is a top four in playoff time on ice during the first three rounds, the pick upgrades to a 2022 second round pick. If not, it's a third round pick. So, or wait, no, 
what is it then? Is it nothing then? If it, if it's not, is it what what the hell's going on? What is this, this pick? Explain this to me, Cap Friendly. So I guess you can't send. You can, I guess you can't get rid of the second round pick. Oh yeah, it's a third round pick. So it's a third round pick unless Duncan Keith plays top four minutes in the first three rounds of the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, it's top four in time on ice in the playoffs. It upgrades to a second round, but they're not going to make it to the third round of the playoffs. They'll be lucky to make it out of round one. I mean, so so is there like a roster player in that third round pick that could magically turn into a second round pick that brings Flurry to Edmonton? Or does he even have more being a goalie like... What's I would the think market he for a, a lot more value. Yeah, like I can see. I don't know if they would trade the first round pick. I mean, they do have no. like fourteen first round picks on right. playing on the team currently. Exactly. I would say because you can't move Hopkins, he's got a no move clause, so he would have to waive that. You're not going to get McDavid and Drysital either of those guys. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> Um, but this is the others, and stranger shit has happened. There's not really many forwards unless you want to get Warren Fogle, but his name's not fucking Warren. Uh, Darnell Nurse, I think, is the only one that is desirable on this team as a roster player. But you can't trade him. You can't, as the Oilers, you can't trade him. There, as we stuck with Dunk, or that second round's de- uh, that third round's definitely become the second round because somehow they'll make it to the Cup Finals without Darnell Nurse. Either that or they trade uh they trade um Duncan Keith back to the uh Yeah, right to the Blackhawks. <laughs> to the Blackhawks and they're like, ha ha ha. But he didn't play that much. Here's the fun thing is that Duncan Keith is also no move clause uh, for some reason. So oh wait, no, that's like they traded for him, so that's a continuation of his contract with the Blackhawks. Oh god. God, there is no one on the Oilers that's worth trading for. Yeah. Especially for for Flurry, Flurry's value. So that would be my. That would only be my like, because Flurry's a name. He can still yeah. play. He won the Vezina last year. I mean, he he's done well, ish, in mm-hmm. Chicago. Given given what the team in front of him is. Yeah, given the defense in front of him. Yeah, um, so I feel like he might be somebody that could get into that. Ico range for a desperate playoff team that thinks that they can get to the Stanley Cup final if they add him. Especially especially for gold like goaltenders, you can't get a good goaltender these days. So anybody who's serviceable, I mean he's the way to go. He's only got he's got seven mil left uh, on this deal and he's a UFA. He can holds all the cards. And maybe he doesn't want to play behind Seth Jones and that godforsaken contract he's getting starting next year. Nine five for fuck's sakes. Until the end of twenty nine thirty. Woo. Well, I mean, he got that for playing sixty three minutes in a game once. <laughs> he he got that because he played on the Blue Jackets and there was no other defense. And and fucking uh, Elvis Elvis Lickings is fucking fantastic. By the way, I don't think I don't think Columbus gets enough credit for how good their goaltending is because they're Columbus. Yeah, I, I like their duo there. Um, so who do you have, Jen? Who are your older people yep. that you're? Because I missed some of your tweets today. I actually. So what's funny is that when you're leaving your current job, everybody wants to talk to you all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
on Twitter, I asked, what are some of the trades that you think were straight up thievery? Like, you know, um, the Erat Forsberg trade came up a bunch. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Sammy Salo trade came up. Um, Oshi for Brower. Oh, yeah. That was a good uh, one in the Caps version, in the Caps uh, way. Sonny Milano for Devin Shore. Good Long Island, uh, boy. <laughs> went way back, uh, Cam Neely for Barry Peterson. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> that, was, that was a theft right there. Um, Rick Middleton for Ken Hodge. Um, let me Marcus see. Marcus Naslin for What's His Nut. Yeah. Um, oh, Russ Cortnell for John Cordick. That was another big one. Um, Rask for Raycroft. Oh, yeah, that was a bad I one. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're uh, um, Naslin for Stojanov. Yeah. So, do you, yeah. uh, do you think that every team has a story about a trade that was just real bad for that team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would figure as much. I don't know. The Caps won the cup because they traded Forsberg away. So yeah, so I think that's good. I think too much, too much prospects, too many young players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too can't many put young all of them at the same time. Yeah, you can't have yeah. them all there. That's silly. No, there would have been no Lars Eller. Yeah. yeah. And who would have scored the game-winning goal? It had to be left-handed. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So all these things are good. All right. There we go. We've done it. Hey, the Winter Classic happened. We mentioned that. Um, I like the jerseys. They're okay. Yeah. I am, am going to say this. I don't like TNT. As a whole? Well, just their coverage. Their NHL coverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could say as a whole now because AEW is off of there. All right, they went to TBS. Yeah, it's on TBS tonight. I wonder how that's going to affect my uh, my on-demand. It's just going to flip over? I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll have to find that out tonight, I guess. Um, I didn't like the coverage. I definitely don't like Paul Bissonette. I don't understand his appeal. I, there, I guess there's a segment of hockey bros out there that enjoy him. I don't get it. I don't understand. Can he be pointing at times? I'm sure. Does he show it? No. Um, I think Jen and I and everyone else realized that, man, they fucked up that U.S. women's announcement. Oh, did you see that, Johnny? Yeah. <clears throat> so I didn't see it until the next day. Mm-hmm. I saw the, the backlash, uh, but I didn't exactly know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm actually surprised that some of the same people who had the like outrage that the U18 tournament was canceled aren't also talking about this. Like it kind of just like flared up and then was gone. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I don't understand how the interview over top of everything that was going on was conducted. It was kind of like they were trying to get Jen Botterill into the mix. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to say they were, they were trying to say, like, look how special and exciting this is as we talk over it. Yeah. 
I mean, it made no sense. <laughs> and I didn't even know half the players because they didn't put their names up on the screen. So that was no. kind of interesting. Oh, but sure. like the flip side of that is that inside the stadium, it seemed like it went really well. Like yeah, no, in the background, you could hear that they were like announcing names and well, people well, were waving and all that jazz. So someone said, hey, the PA announcements won't translate over TV. And like they fucking did it for the anthem in the pregame. I'm sure they can figure out a way to put the wire into the input and then we could yeah. have, this, you know, we could make it happen. It's not hard unless they needed a radio shack. Yeah. And there's no radio shacks anymore. The barest minimum they could have done was the little banner under the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like the bare minimum they, they could have done and they couldn't do that. Well, even if they I, I agree, like even if they wanted to hold the interview on how special the Olympics is and talk to Jen Potterill the entire time, at least they could have told us who each player mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. Like at least put a name up yeah. so that we know who we're looking at. Right. Uh, that That's my thing. It's like I, I, I knew Hillary Knight because we see her all the time. I didn't know well, how she was like at the end, right? Almost. Yeah, she was at the very end. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you, Jen. And then and then when they finally did, they're like, okay, let's let's take a look at the roster. They like ran through it super quick and then they were done. And then, yeah. you know, Anson Anson Carter was just like uh, they tried to make a thing after coming back from break about the goaltending situation for USA hockey. I'm like, you guys don't know which like maybe Anson knows, but I don't think any of you guys really <laughs> Come on. Let's not be let's not be tad disingenuous about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that that wasn't the only thing that they screwed up. Oh god. Um, the, can I say the broadcasting team was fucking terrible? Well, the 47 ceremonial puck drops that they had also that didn't have any timing to them was pretty awful as well. And you could tell that nobody had to, had told the people doing the puck drops what exactly they were doing. Holding the puck and waving, and others were like dropping it, and like it was chaos. Agreed. And and, and it's and it's like, uh, here's everybody dropping the puck, and now here's Lou Nanny. What the? Lou Nanny's gonna say, let's play hockey, and then I guess they drop the puck. Well, no one the, knows what's happening. And the cameraman didn't know the difference between Lou Nanny and uh, Miku. Uh, Bill Koivu. So, hmm. Lou Nanny's Lou, Lou Nanny's got the mic, and he's pointing to the cameraman to go over to Miku. Jesus Christ. Oh. And then, yeah, Kenny Albert and um, who's with Kenny Albert? Keith Jones had no timing. Darren Pang kept complaining about how cold it was. <laughs> hey, I liked it. Darren Pang was great. He pulled a frozen fish off of the turf. <laughs> Darren's hanger's doing great. I love him. Yeah. But man, that was just a foible, a folly of errors. I do appreciate Winter Classic games at night, though. Well, I think that's a smart move. You don't have to deal deal with all the melting ice. Yeah, you just have to heat it up, right? Apparently, um, I think that that's smart. You get a uniform light instead of having sun all mm-hmm. over the place. Um, yeah, it's colder, but eh. right. So I liked that. Um, I did like the jerseys. Uh, the play of the Winter Classics seemed to be at a higher level than some of the other Winter Classics. Like, the ice was, like, much nicer, it yeah. seemed. Seemed like a lot more wide open space because no one wanted to get hit by a puck or a body. Oh, 
That would have been bad. Except Jordan Greenway. He was out there just smashing everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> See somebody's visor like shatter because it's so cold. Uh, and now we turn our attention to this the uh, the uh, the uh, the Olympics stadium series. Oh. Stadium series Tampa Smashville against Tampa Bay. All right. Yeah. In Smashville with those great jerseys. Yeah. Is that on TNT also? Uh, great question. Or is it going to be on ESPN Plus where no one can watch it? Like like everything else. Everything's on ESPN Plus. We just got the rights for streaming. Guys, we just got the streaming rights. I don't know what to tell you. Um, hey, by the way, Edmonton Edmonton's leading the game. They've scored two goals in the first period. That means they've capped out um, of the first period so far. Uh. Um... I'll have to look for that, and we'll get that in a second. Speaking of the Wild, however, Dean Evanson and the coaching staff got a multiple-year extension with Minnesota. I mean, obviously, you had to do it. You had to give it to them. Um, yeah, they've done well. And, and Jen, you've lived up here a lot, uh, lived in the area, the Wild area, a lot longer than any of us have. Um, this is an exciting team. This is actually a team that people want to give a shit about, right? Yeah, finally. Right. All it took was Cam Talbot and Krill, uh Capri Sun, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, to answer your question, it is on TNT. Oh, all right. So we get fucking time get take two. two. Fuck it up. But it's going to be in Nashville, so it's not going to be as cold. So you say. Well, I hope I hope not. <laughs> People are going to be fucking drunk as shit, though. I can give you I can tell you that much. Well, they already had a country guy at the uh, in Minnesota. So, how many country stars can they get in Nashville? Oh, are they going to get like a rock star? For you know how you know how they had like five or six rinks uh, on the Target Field uh, field. Um, uh, they're going to have five or six stages at the Nashville area, so they can have all the bands there. <laughs> just <laughs> just, have, just random bands like come up it's like open mic night during the game. <laughs> they're just going to relocate Tootsie's out there, and it's going to be great. Uh, what else with the news? Oh, so do you, do you see the story about the, uh, the, the Seattle, the Seattle fan that saved the, uh, that Vancouver Canucks, uh, equipment manager's like life? I did. That's a yeah, that was fantastic. So apparently when the uh, Canucks were in Seattle the first time, uh, someone behind the bench of the, uh, Vancouver Canucks was trying to flag down one of the equipment guys for the, uh, for, er, yeah, for the Vancouver Canucks, Seattle yes. fan. Was I saying that right? I don't even know. Yes, he did. Thank you. Okay. So uh, she was trying to flag him down, and she had a little text message that said, hey, listen, you're going to need – you would check – he had a mole in the back of his neck. He's like, you might want to check that out. It could be cancerous. It's probably cancerous. So he had to check out, and, it, yeah, they, they found out it was a cancerous, uh, cancerous mole there. And then he was – after that, he was looking for her, and then uh, they found her. Thanks to the power of Twitter and social media. And uh, finally, Twitter helped. Yeah. Hockey Twitter was actually not toxic for the to- for a change. And uh, next thing you know, um, they found they found her. They met. They exchanged pleasantries. He thanked her said, my mom, thanks you. My girlfriend, thanks you. And then both the Canucks and the Kraken gave five thousand dollars apiece towards her medical schooling. So another fun time for that to be happening. So away we go. Uh, that was an uplifting story. Everyone's happy. Everyone's safe and sound. And we did it. 
Yeah. Speaking of safe and sound, here's Mark with a C. Hello, Mark. Hello. How's it going, buddy? Oh, pop Not good. What you got, Pop Dog? What you got today? A doomsday hound oh, in you. honor of the puppy that we just adopted that because we're apparently we're masochists yeah. <laughs> can't in, ever enjoy any downtime although uh although uh mark tell everybody your uh, puppy's name we uh we welcomed a third ginger to the family so we have her name is ginger now what happens when sean Leahy files a uh, class action suit against you <laughs> uh, uh, he's just jealous that he didn't get to be Ginger Patanzo first. <laughs> or or that that he was he wasn't the dog in your family first. Yeah. Either way, the marriage between you two or him being the living dog. Jesus Christ! What the hell is happening up there? It's <laughs> so loud. You didn't need any sleep anymore for the rest of your life. No, I've been sleeping on the couch the last three nights. And it's not because I'm doing something wrong. It's because that's where the dog's dog crate is. Yeah. It's the safest. It's the, safest. It's the most quietest place in the whole world. I'm actually thinking no, the dog's no, crate. It's not. He's like, you it's go not. somewhere else. Because yeah. <laughs> puppies, uh-huh. I don't know if you know this, have to get up every like two to three hours to use the bathroom. So should have got a cat. Yeah, a cat. There's also Cooper. Uh, he's doing great. See, you see him, Jen? Is he around? Is he hanging out? Right over there. Okay. Um. Where do you left? Hey, look at him go. Yeah. Nope. There's the guy. There he is. Look at him. Keep my seat warm. Had a boy. Doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> doing his job finally. Uh, Mark also won. Uh, Mark won his football, fantasy football though. Hey, Mazatol. I did. First time in twelve years, so I'm right on average because there's twelve people in the league. There we go. So just right on the nose there. Everyone gets one. Uh, well, then you joined us just in time as Alexander Ovechkin passed uh, Dave Andrewchuk for the most powerful. Goals in history. Who? Dave Andrzejczyk, who? Never heard of him. Nope. Don't need to. Raise the cup once. Who needs that? <laughs> um, before Gary Gary Bettman started to, to take the team picture with the team winning the damn thing. Which is probably my best thing. The best thing to come out of the bubble is Gary Bettman having the team huddle around him as he gives an inspirational promo. <laughs> and basically says, suck my dick, I'm here for a while. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait until this is on TNT. Uh, so yep 275 for Ovi who I was just thinking the other day I'm like man he hasn't scored a lot recently and then he reels off two goals against in, in a comeback win so I'm like ah there we go there's that Ovi we know and love ah oh, boy there's another story here because there was oh so so the world juniors got massacred last week Mm-hmm. And then apparently, allegedly, the, allegedly. Rus- the Russian team and the, I think it was the Czech team, were flying back on the same plane together. They had, whoa, whose microphone's all fucked up? Uh, 
You getting that reception? Is that me? Might be you. What are you hearing? Like if just, you I'm not hearing this. anything. Just I'm not hearing anything, so it must be me. Like if you had the 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 uh the Nextel mic next to it. Oh yeah, there you go. If you had the next, yeah, there we go. If you had the Nextel phone next to it, it would have been fine. That uh, might actually have been because I yeah, my cell phone is right there next to the mic, so maybe that's what it was. Anyway, sorry, World Juniors. Yeah, so the uh, Russian team and the Czech teams were in the same plane, and they got grounded because apparently the Russian team refused to wear their mask, were trying to smoke in the back of the plane, and were just being unruly. <laughs> so kids will be kids, right? Ah, uh, boy. I appreciate how the Russian uh, World Junior team is like, you know what? We need, we need a smoke. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We we do this on plane. We know how to do this. Our plane's top-notch over in Russia. What a country. Um, yeah, I saw that story. I was just like, yeah, next thing. Kids will be kids. There's another story. One of the Czech players was ripping the... Uh, the Whippets. Uh, Whippets. Whippets good. No, I can't, of course I can't find There it is. All right, so, oh, it was a Slovakian kid. Um, goaltender Simon Letkoski had some words on Instagram. Uh, he said, I would like to say a few words in perfect English. I didn't have to translate this at all. Uh, it is, I have a few words to say about the World Junior Tournament. It is a joke. Nothing else is true. How is this even possible? Every single player has been preparing for this tur- tournament for days, months, even years. Mark, is that you? Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? It's giving that like digital thing like where your, your like, text messages are going back and forth. Like you're putting a next oh, telephone weird. next to a computer. Uh, okay. Well, I had a camera up. Maybe that's it. Is it still doing it? Yeah, doing it right now, as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's still worse. Now, now better. Camera A. Camera one. And I just camera turned two. the. Yeah, that's the little yeah. box off. Okay, the little box was doing it. Well, I turned it back it's on back. now. Yeah, it's back. <laughs> But you need it, right? You need that box. I need yes. that box. Maybe uh, maybe somebody flipped the switch again. Because, you know, my desk is apparently multi-use. Well, yeah. You do it for the <sighs> All right. So, anyway. Uh, Lotsky says, it's a joke. Nothing else is true. How is it even possible? Every single player has been training day, months, years. It's the best part of junior hockey. I was so excited to play in this tournament because I know how many people... I had a great experience. Uh, it is a celebration of hockey. The best players come. Hard to imagine uh, without families. Hard to imagine. We give everything we can to hockey. Uh, one thing is hard. I came here, tried to do my best, and ha- and this is how it's done. This goes on the double IHF. They completely underestimated this tournament. The organization from the first day was terrible. I feel like I'm participating in some basic youth hockey tournament. We all know that COVID's the main problem nowadays, but this has nothing. To, this is nothing similar to pro, uh, COVID. All I know is that last year's WJC took place in Canada, same city, same purpose. It was to avoid uh, COVID and have fun, even though there was uh, a team Germany that had a couple guys test positive, but the other players to go play. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We spent the whole last year in the bubble at our hotel at the rink. It was crazy, but it worked. People who worked there worked with us in a bubble. Um, and there were reports out. I think, Jen, you were the one who told me that like the the hotels were in the same place as the barbershop and the local diner. Yeah, and then they were having like a wedding reception there, and 
Like there was there was no bubble at all, really. I mean, like, they, they tried to claim that there was, but there wasn't. Hey, we booked the best Western, but there's like three wedding ceremonies and a graduation going on. So you guys figure it out, Slovakia. Red Deer, Alberta. Come enjoy our, I don't know, the only place in Red Deer. Like, that was the only hotel in Red Deer, and then they had to stay there. Freaking terrible. Lyle Richardson joined us. Hi, Lyle. Hey, hey. Happy New Year, sir. Is is my microphone any better? You're doing great. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. You sound great. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I don't hear. I don't hear any interference. I don't think right. there's. No... I play, there was a switch that I turned to the other side. So. Oh, nice. Maybe Did that you was break it. On Maybe through? it was the digital switch that had to switch. Who knows? Got it. Anywho, all right. Back to the important nice. stuff. That was yeah. Lyle, how was your New Year's? That's the important thing. Quiet. Oh, that's good. Which is what I like at this age. Quiet. <laughs> Here's more from here from more from Lakoski. We all lived in a hotel. Uh, all uh, we all lived at the hotel where also lived normal citizens. Of course, he's Slovakian, so speaking English. normal normal citizens. Normal citizen. In our hotel was in our hotel was also a barbershop, restaurant, and boutique where normal people were welcome to come. The room, oh, that people. restaurant was packed every night, so we were in contact with people who were not uh, part of the tournament all the time. The funniest thing, the funniest thing ever, is that there was a wedding at our hotel today. What a joke! The people who worked at the hotel or waitresses who worked with us uh, went home every night. True, everyone has been tested every day, but we know positive cases do not have to show up right after being in contact with someone. Well, it's like Chen said, it wasn't a bubble. No. Yeah. You know? So of course, I mean, you can't fault the, you know. I've heard some people on social media and some of the pundits who, who you know, went went to cover the uh, the tournament that they get pissed off because, oh, because of a stupid wedding party, oh, you know, this thing. It's like, dude, it's not the fault of the people who booked the wedding that time, oh. okay? It's the fault of the people who organized the damn tournament. First you off, know? It, it is the people who did the wedding. They know it's fucking Canada in December and Christmas time. <laughs> Who yeah. has a wedding during Christmas time? Who has a wedding in Canada under, uh, around World Juniors? People, uh, t- people mm-hmm. who yeah. had their weddings postponed because of COVID. Well, That's that probably means? why. That's what the story the that I heard was they had they had that they had to uh, they'd already postponed it once. So you know, it's not their fault. They had booked this well in advance. If there was going to be an issue, hey, they should have said, "Sorry, that hotel is unavailable. You'll have to find another." They should not they their should fault. waited a couple more months. Who does a winter wedding? <laughs> Canadians. Come on. You lived up here long enough to know. Exactly. And I, my, my wedding was in July because I was smart enough to do so. <laughs> so. I did during the warm months. And then we threw Johnny in a trunk. That's true, actually. <laughs> um, I fit really well, though. <laughs> I did. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And the weird thing, it was a Toyota Tercel. That was actually, the- that's not far off. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Chevy Cavalier, so it was pretty, you know, it was yeah. a face as it is. Yeah. Not great. Um, so, yeah. I wasn't it, sober. World Junior was a mess. Hockey Canada, AAHF to blame. Uh, symposium mm-hmm. coming soon. Well, they're going to uh, they're going to attempt to uh, stage it again this summer. 
they're going to do the same thing as as supposedly they got their what they're trying to do with the uh, the double IHF women's tur- tournament. But of course, we all know the men's tournament comes first, and the women. Well, well, we'll we'll get the women we'll get the women folk in there when you know when we can, you know, because that's how they roll in the WIHF. Well, we saw that with the TNT broadcast too, Lyle. Oh, for Christ's sake! Like, come on, Ray, you're introducing, yeah, oh. Uh, I mean, it could have been worse. They could have had kids. You're introducing the women's Olympic hockey team, your women's Olympic hockey team for 2022. And they just talk right over it. Like, uh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) How many? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was just the perfect encapsulation of, of just, you know, NHL hockey 2021 in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NHL, blindside white guys. You just don't fucking have a clue. Though, hey, Montreal Canadiens are starting off this year on a good note with their uh, hiring of their uh, media, media communication, director of communications, who's a longtime uh, pioneering Time caller. Uh, broadcaster in Quebec for women. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, they've, they've, they're at least, uh, on a learning curve anyway that's a positive sign they're learning and they're and they plan to interview luongo briere and darsh i mean what more could you want that's a <laughs> that's a i will be very surprised if they if they are able to convince roberto luongo to leave florida and to come to montreal to yes. uh be general manager of the kid i'm not saying he wouldn't be a worthy uh you know guy for the job or anything like that and he's got and, a good gig down there <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Didn't he just come up to Montreal in like the in like the warm months, and then stay in Florida for like the cold months? <laughs> kind of hard to do if you're going to do scouting. You know, that's fine. He doesn't need to. He's scouting the Florida teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I still think uh, I still think it's I, I still think Darsh is is the front runner for it, and I think he might be the best suited for it just because of. Uh, as I said, I mean, he's, you know, he's been working with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. So, hey, if you want to know how to build a winner, hello, you know. And from McGill. So, mm-hmm. already you know he's a smart one. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he also played in Montreal. He's a former Hab. So, he, he has an idea of, of, of what it's like, not just as a player passing through, but, hey, actually played there. Though, in Danny Briere's defense, same, that's one check mark in the, the box for Danny Briere as well, because he spent a season with, in, with, as a hab. So he knows what that's like. Yeah. So he wouldn't necessarily, I don't think he would be a bad, a bad option either. But I, I just think Darsh just would have a little bit more. Again, he's, he's got experience in a front office, uh, you know, the knowledge of what it would take to build a championship team because he saw it firsthand. So, mm-hmm. but it's going to come down to how well he's going to be able to work with with uh, with Jeff Gordon. I mean, ultimately, Gordon's the guy doing the uh, the hiring here. So it's going to be somebody that he's going to be able to work work along with. I think if if hey, if you got Bobby Lou as, as your general manager, I mean, I think that'd be a pretty popular choice in Montreal as well, though. You know, at least it's more of a name guy, and it's like, hey, hey, we got your French Canadian goaltender, ex goaltender. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, because yeah. Patrick Wall would just be a it, hey, it would be a very entertaining circus for pundits covering the team, but it wouldn't be in the in the team's best interest, that's for damn sure. Jayco comment? No, I think Lau's right. I think it's going to be really hard to get Luongo out of the 
Florida because he's got family there, if I remember right. He does. That's where he met his wife. His wife's from there. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. And um, I think he's really accepted <laughs> to a good situation. So, um, Briere, I don't think is quite ready to be a GM. Um, Darsh, I can see. I, I can see where he would slot in as a GM. Um, yeah. There was another jabron who I can't remember his name. I thought can't use the scout guy. Is that his? No, is uh, uh, the dad was the Quebec, the Nordiques GM or some shit. It started with an M. I can't remember his name. God damn it! Thought he was going to be. He was the guy that was the scout. Now he works for the Ducks. Oh, oh, oh! um, Madden. Yeah. Boom. Mike Madden Jr. Because his dad, Senior, worked for the Nordiques. You are correct, sir. My dad was there. I, go, I, I like how we went the Mark route of, uh, of ha, ha, fuck you and figured out who it was. <laughs> Guy Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. yeah. Guy, block shots. Block shots, block trades. Yeah. Um, you know, Martin Madin. Well, he'd be a good hire since his uh, grandfather just passed. Uh, yep. John Madden. Yeah, uh, he's been um, on all the other covers of that game. Yeah. Good time. Um, hey, we had a trade this week, Lyle. We had a trade. Ooh. Big one. Big one, too. Nylander on the move to Pittsburgh, but it's Alex, and no one cares. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that, that could have been a big trade if Alex had turned out to be as, as good as he was projected to be. Yeah. But sadly, that didn't happen. I think it's third. Is this his third or fourth team now? Third. He was. He started with Buffalo, Buffalo right. <laughs> of course, yeah. uh, and then uh, Chicago, and he just couldn't couldn't catch a break there. Injuries too, as well, played a you know kind of played a role in hampering his 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 progress, if you will. And now he's he's with uh, with Pittsburgh, and that's just because they 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 traded Lafferty because they they knew they would probably lose him for nothing by a waiver. So it's like okay, well if we're gonna lose him, let's get something for him. So they really did not want to uh, to lose him, but there you go. He just got lost in the number system there in uh, in Pittsburgh. So, Sean. which again, hey, hell of a thing. Just when we think the Penguins are are uh, not going to be able to uh, to be a playoff contender, you know, because they did not have a good start to the season. Uh, boy, howdy, look at them go. So once again, you you cannot never turn your back on a Penguin. No. no. Even no. if they don't fly. No. They'll peck you in the ass. Yeah. They are those numbers, fast those in numbers. water, my friends. I saw, doc, I saw a, 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 a David Attenborough documentary on penguins, different types of penguins. And my God, they can move through the water. Like, just, there's almost as slick as dolphins, man, in the water. Well, yeah. yeah. I, knew, I knew they were good swimmers. I didn't realize just how good they were and how deep they could die. They can hold their breath for 15 minutes, the little buggers. Hmm. So there you go. go on. See? <laughs> yes. There are seven. I know you've got more fun there penguin are 17 facts. different species of penguins. I did not know that. I know is this that. the farce of the penguins? This what is, was that? No, not what? the March of the Penguins. No. No. That was that was uh, that was narrated, I think, by Sam, was it Samuel L. Jackson and narrated? Well, that, that was farce. Yeah. Farce of the penguins. Oh, penguins. farce of the penguins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Was farce it that Bob penguins. Saget? Or no, what yes. was it? <laughs> uh, yes, Bob Saget was in it. Yeah. Bob's at the penguins. <laughs> Speaking of penguins, yes, Evgeny Malkin. 
Oh yeah, uh, what's, what's he's a penguin. Yeah, he's gonna be traded in the Kings. A wounded penguin who's who's making his return. That, that's, an, that's an evergreen uh, comment too. <laughs> yeah, a wounded penguin. A wounded penguin. He's been yeah. How did how did the number system work out for him? He still has the he same was, number, seventy one. Yeah. 71, yeah. He was saying oh, that the, he was saying last year he got caught up in the number system. You know, I I I've always been a fan of different number systems. Yeah, this, Dewey this Decimal is, is probably my favorite. Talent, uh, Mark. A number system based on talent. Oh, oh. yeah. Dang. Yeah. He, Dewey comes out, he comes out. He's got Roman numerals on his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But interestingly, and this is the thing. Um, I think he's starting to lose some some of the love there among some of the followers in in, in Pittsburgh. I'm actually seeing seeing like a, a couple of couple of pundits worried that uh, his, his you know his return to the to the roster would would disrupt the the club's successful team chemistry right now. Oh, wow. oh yeah, and even even some 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 uh, Penguins fans there on on wow. on the old Twitter sphere that I follow, even that even there, some of them are a little nervous about. Uh, Mal- selfish Malkin and his selfish play coming back. Uh, and selfish, everything. Oh, yeah. selfish Malkin, the guy who has more assists than goals. Selfish Malkin. Okay. Selfish <laughs> That's a take. That's some some That's real Scott Hall vibes there. We should yeah. se- we should trade him to the Kings. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a yes. Finally, Bruce Garriock's long ago was it Bruce Garriock or was it? Yeah, it was Bruce Garriock. Yeah, it was Bruce. Yeah, Malkin to the Kings. That was. Ah, the good old days. He doesn't do trade rumors anymore. Why not? I don't <laughs> I wonder know why. why. God, that that used to be like a Sunday morning thing. Everybody would point at and laugh, and nobody does anymore because he's yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do them anymore. Even even old Brooksy doesn't drop as many uh, rumors as he used to. That's a shame. Our pal Brooksy the, the, from the school of the two finger typist. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a Hardy Boys book, Mister. <laughs> <Pack and shoot. laughs> And he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those blasted kids. Oh wait, wrong story, wrong. Never mind. By the way, can I just say that Sean Lafferty's headshots are a trip? Are they better than Brandon Tanev's? A little, well, kind of. Because Brandon Tanev has the deer, the whole deer in headlights uh, slash homicidal maniac look down. If we're doing timeline, okay. If we're doing timeline, it is it is a great tragedy. Oh, so here here's I think this is his rookie year. Oh, look at that fresh face hope. Fresh face, nice little swoop with the red streak. All right. Go to the yeah, next. That's next. a strange hairline, but okay. Oh, look at that I'm quaff. not one to talk. But it's a good quaff. <laughs> look at that. Got some salad there. Yeah, yeah. Starting to show a little little right. little yep. uh beardy shadow there. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, going right. going, mm. going yeah. the full metal jacket. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I was gonna go with the I was gonna say the uh the, the divorce attorney look. Yeah, but okay. Uh-huh. He became uh, British then, and fast. Oh, oh yeah. there it is. There it goes. Yeah. He, uh, he, he realized. He's just yeah. leaning in now. Yeah. His chemistry like, teacher. His, yeah. His, his chemistry teacher started selling meth, and then he just decided to go all in. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, That's always the tip off. It's always the 20, tip off. Uh, 26, 26 years young, and made that realization. And so good for him um, to do that. From uh, Hollidaysburg Senior High School in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Here you go. Actually, interesting though. Fun fact: if you if you uh, shave your head bald when you're in your twenties or thirties and keep it that way, or if you've gone prematurely gray when you're young, you will you will never age. Fun yeah. fact: 
Fun okay. fact. Patrick Stewart of uh, Star Trek Next Generation, Jean-Luc Picard. The man is 120 years old. He does not look a day over 40. I, you know, I am, <laughs> I'm shocked just to the fact that I don't, I didn't know him from that. I knew him from American Dad, but I didn't know he did anything before that. Interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, I almost don't want to know the answer to this because I'm afraid. But how okay. old was he when he started Star Trek: The Next Generation? Actually, if somebody well, says I, that he I was like 38 he, years old, I'm going to cry. No, he wasn't. That <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. He was mid 40s, I think. Forties when he did that. <laughs> well, it's like and Steve Martin, who went prematurely gray in the in the seventies, and has never aged, even though he is now in his seventies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably cl- pushing close to his eighties now. Actually, truth be told. So forty-seven. I thought so. Was. Yeah. Okay. If we could all age gracefully like Tony Bennett, then. Oh, well, there you go. Well, uh, only Tony Bennett can age gracefully like Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lyle, we had a discussion earlier in our Patreon segment mm-hmm. about the asking price for Jacob Chikrin. Mm. And people saying it could be a haul much akin to Jack Eichel. And then we were wondering, who who deserves a, a haul like Jack Eichel? Who deserves, what kind of key player deserves a haul one of the top players or franchise players and i don't think uh, falls into that box unfortunately i i yeah okay um first of all i don't fault bill armstrong the general manager of the coyotes if indeed that is his you know the asking price he set which is in case all of you have forgotten how much uh, it cost uh the golden knights to get jack eichel it was uh, one good young NHL player in Alex Tuck, one on the cusp of being an NHL player in Peyton Krebs, who, by the way, his 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 assist to Alex Tuck for, for his first goal as a Sabre, I believe it was their first points as Sabres, that was a beautiful pass, man. Like, he stepped in and around the defense and then no look back pass right on the tape to Alex Tuck for his first goal as a Sabre. Those two guys, once they get out of COVID protocol, man, they're going to, I think they're going to be really good together. But anyway, it was Tuck, Peyton Krebs, and two draft picks. Okay. So four pieces. And one of those draft picks, obviously, a first rounder, um, which is a low first rounder because, hey, it's coming from the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, now, some people would say, well, that's kind of, that was kind of low for what the Sabres were originally asking, because some people were saying, my God, they want six pieces. It's insane. And that may well have been. But if you're asking that much for a, a comparable deal for, for Jacob Chikrin, who, 23 years old, uh, still a very good defenseman, led all NHL defensemen last season in goals with 18, and I believe was top five in points. Um, he's having a really crappy year this year, but that's because <laughs> basically uh, Bill Armstrong has stripped that that uh, roster for, down to its t- down to its frame. So he's got no nobody really to play with. The very talent poor team right now. Um, and I could definitely see him being worth a good pl- being worth a, a young NHL player, a, a top prospect, or at the very least a promising prospect in a first round pick. But I don't see him going any for any more than that. But I don't fault Armstrong for if he's actually asking for four assets, high quality assets comparable to what, you know, the Sabres got for Eichel. 
sure, okay, fine, throw it out there. See if there's a general manager who's desperate. And now, according to recent reports coming from noted insiders like Elliot Friedman and Pierre Lebrun, teams are teams are not shying away from that asking price. You know, they're actually making pitches. They're making offers. Guys like the Boston Bruins and New York Islanders. And yes, Johnny, you're Toronto Maple Leafs, my friend. They're Ooh. in on everything. But oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. There we go. Uh, Boston's interesting because we all know they need a goalie. Uh, oh, what's that? What? No, sorry. Hey, what? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, they're getting too harassed on the weekend. Need a goalie. Still sorry, need a Scotty. Goalie. I had to steal your bit there for a second. They still need a goalie. But um, but actually, Boston, yeah, they they actually could use Chickering because they are weak on the left side of their D. They are kitten like weak. Mew mew. Uh, so they need a top a top pairing guy on the left like side. Chicken was sliding there beautifully. However, um, the the problem is, is, yeah, I don't think, I think Boston doesn't have a prayer because they don't have enough tradable assets really to make that deal. Mm. Um, but Chicken on a prayer. <laughs> oh no, sorry. John Bon Jovi can't save him. My friend. Sorry. Oh. No, no. Oh, well. it was worth a shot. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, listen, Chicken, 23 years old, he still got his best seasons ahead of him, carries a very affordable 4.6 mil per season for the next three seasons after this. So you can certainly understand why a lot of teams are going, hey, yeah, sure, you know, we'd, we'd be interested in, in trying to acquire him. But, um, yeah, for four assets, hey, maybe maybe somebody will be desperate enough and will surprise me. I, I'd be very, very surprised if he got a return that's the equivalent of, of what the Sabres got for Jack Eichel. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. And then we were trying to debate like what kind of people would be, and then it went to what's what's Mark Andre Fleury want if he wants out of Chicago? What's he is it, his worth? Yeah, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury. Ah, uh, see that's the, see that's the problem. You're only you're only going to get him as a rental. Sure. You give up. You you might be if you're Chicago. Maybe you could squeeze a first round pick, and you get another pick thrown in there or a prospect. Um, and I'm not saying that as, as denigration of, of, of Fleury because uh, he had a shaky first month with the Blackhawks. He's been fantastic since since early November. He really has. And it's like, yeah, he, you know, every team that could use uh, an upgrade in goal uh, would love to have him. Um, problem is, though, 10-team, no trade list, and a $7 million cap hit for this season. So that's that's going to be tough for some teams to move. I, I, he's been linked to the Edmonton Oilers for the past month since they started their free fall because, of course, Mike Smith. Mike Smith, as we all know, is uh, the ageless wonder. Just, not good. Well, he, yeah, he's not ageless. He's, he's aging and he's very, very brittle. You know, uh, kicked <laughs> in and uh, he started off tonight. Well, uh, kicked in uh, the opening goal. Oh, unfortunately, it was against himself. So, yeah, one nothing mm. Leafs uh, accidentally kicking in the, a, a, a William Nylander rebound off the backboard. So there you go. He's um, not one of those goalies that's responsible for scoring goals for his team. No, he's scoring them <laughs> against himself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Mika Koskinen has just been – he just has not played well. Though in Koskinen's defense, he's not getting a hell of a whole lot of goal support either lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he tells he, people he hasn't. Yeah, he's been telling people, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, the offense is, for the Oilers has dried up considerably over the last two weeks. Um, 
But yeah, so we hear people say, oh, well, the Oilers would, would, would love to have him. It's like, yeah, but they've got like nothing for cap space and very few tradable assets themselves. So I don't know how that's going to work. I, I think the if just as an aside, I think if the Oilers are going to go after a goalie, I think it should be Unis Corposalo out of uh, Columbus. 2.8 mil cap hit. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. If you're going to go for a rental, that's the guy to go for. It'd be a lot more affordable. But um, Flurry, that's going to be interesting um, because there's not really that many teams that are cup contenders or even playoff contenders, apart from the Oilers. Uh, who could use them and could actually afford them. And with that 10-team no trade, yeah, could be uh, could be interesting. They're, they're, maybe he, he could actually end up finishing the season with Chicago if they can't find a suitable trade partner. But you never know. There could be a three-team deal, spread that money around. Maybe they can swing it. So, hey, there's that reunion with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So there you are. Yeah. Hey, how bad is that uh, Seth Jones gonna de- deal going to be uh, after, like, two years? Uh, Al, you see, I'm kind of two minds on that one. On the one hand, I, I really I, – I do understand a lot of people piling on for that uh, that contract, especially given how Seth Jones's uh, performance really kind of declined over the last couple of years. But – you know, again, people forget he's 27 and he's actually had a he's like flurry. He kind of had a shaky start to the season. But since early November, I mean, he has really turned it around and he's among the uh, where he was up until, uh, you know, I, I believe if memory still serves. He's among this season's highest scoring defenseman, if memory serves. Uh, he was when I checked about a month ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's he's doing what the Blackhawks wanted of him, which was be at that top pairing puck moving defenseman so if he you know can has his groove back if you will for lack of a better term um at least maybe in the first few first half of that deal it won't be so bad um but uh if if he doesn't if he's just sporadic or if his play really starts to go downhill well yeah that will be the stan bowman gift that just keeps on giving for the next eight years for the blackhawks and there we go it's going to be a great time for everybody Mm. Um, speaking of the Oilers, Lyle, mm-hmm. boy, is that, uh, this, when's Connor, uh, Connor McDavid getting traded, I guess is my question. <laughs> uh, I, be I a... like that you're avoiding the end season rush and just jumping right into it now. Lyle, um, if I'm nothing, I am, uh, cock out, ready to go. And Jen can tell you that too. It's just like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I pop it out there and away we go. Like you know, you really goals you... tonight. You really need to keep that rooster penned up. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Can't Lyle, him and Cooper all have a great time together. There you go. But legit though, like you this probably ever... shouldn't tell people that. Hey oh, hey oh, oh. Uh, so anyway, what See, we gotta put up with Jen. See, we gotta put Jen up. Jen doesn't want to encourage. Jen doesn't again. care. Jen, Jen's like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta make banana bread. I'll see you later. Jen's like, oh, my phone died. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we I'm can still hear and see you. No, phone died. <laughs> I, I got a t- I'm coming up on a tunnel. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. That never gets old. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are going to trade in a blockbuster deal. Uh, how's that going to work? Who's go- who's he going to? 
And why are 17 players going to, why is one minor league system going to go back Edmonton's way? <laughs> you know, there is some, honest to God, there are some guys that are, they're, 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 they would be so expensive to move right now in the prime of their careers. It would be, it's almost inconceivable in this day and age. If there wasn't a salary cap, you could see it. But the days of guys like a Joe Thornton moving midseason in the prime of his career as, oh, the good old days, one of our highlights of this show years ago. But the days of that are seem pretty much long gone. And guys like Connor McDavid, trying, even if even if the Oilers lost their minds and said, yeah, we're going to trade him. Or if he turned around and said, you know, screw this. I want out of here. Trade me now. Trade me right fucking now. Oh, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> they would you would never get. You would never get comparable value. You'd never get decent value. You because if he was forcing the issue and wasn't happy, and it was going to become a problem in the dressing room, you you would be. They'd end up having to move him for pennies on the dollar. Ooh. Seriously, it would be. That's how bad it would be. I'm serious. You would never get full value back. You know. Uh. I see. I don't know, Lyle. I mean, wouldn't that create sort of like a bidding war at that point? I, I bet they would at least get comparable value. The, the thing about the trade cap. deadline. <laughs> yeah. So your suitors yeah. are limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But the thing about the trade deadline is that it, it creates this artificial market demand, right? It, it, because it's the trade deadline. There, there are more teams that are feeling like that they need to improve because everybody it's a it's a it's an arms race at that point right so not a scene it's it's yeah. definitely not a scene no it's, but, a, but, it's an arms race but but who yeah, needs I the mean, marley's anyway <laughs> but but mark to your point though you look at the players who get moved at the trade deadline and 90 percent of them are pending unrestricted free agents or mm-hmm. pending restricted free agents that a, a cap-strapped team knows they can't afford to resign next season. You know, it's very rare you would see a guy like like you know like Connor McDavid right now, who is the best player in the NHL right mm-hmm. now, who mm-hmm. also has the most expensive contract in the NHL, mm-hmm. who has I believe what four more seasons left to go on that deal. Um, three or four. I guess something like that. I think it's four. I think it's four. And a full no movement clause. Hmm. So where is where is that contract going in the middle of in the middle of a season where 20 teams have little or no cap space because the salary because it's been a Johnny, are you ready? I got it. Hold on. I'm putting my ear back in. Yeah, no, no worries. Here we go. Because it's been a (laughs) flat cap. I've become like very southy real quick. (laughs) <laughs> you are kind of looking. I got the Adidas tracksuit on. <laughs> oh my God, you do. You either look very Southie or like White Run DMC. Hey, there we go. <laughs> that would work. That would. Why work. has it got to be White Run DMC? Because they were African Americans, Mark. Oh, okay. Johnny That's is true. obviously he's <laughs> Italian, which is the African American of Europe, as we all know. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes. Yes. <laughs> Run DMC did my Adidas, right? They did. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Yeah, there we go. So anyway, right, so yeah, yeah, four more, four more years, Lyle. Yeah, four more sure. years. Woohoo! Yeah. So, there are some guys that just by the very nature of their talent and their contracts, in the at the stage that where they are in their careers, they're they're untradeable. I think guys like like Connor McDavid right now are untradeable. 
because you know if if the Oilers were to were to put him on the block, <laughs> they ain't keeping Shill in that salary. Very very few. Oh no no no, they won't want to keep any of it. And so, yeah, I mean, when people talk about guys who are you know in the in the tail end of their careers, like like Carey Price, who you know if you know. Have, have has been sidelined by by injury and and by personal issues and and uh carries a a big a big contract himself for another four years uh yeah okay you can say okay he's in his mid-30s he's injuries he's got a big contract so yeah but you know if if if, if trying to move him means that the canadians would have to retain half his salary in order to make it happen i mean and for the oilers to move mcdavid in the prime of his career they would also have to retain you know, if not half, a good chunk of it. And if you're going to do that, why would you? You know, why would you when you're not that desperate to sell them to begin with? You know. Well, Lyle, they also said the greatest trick that the Dever, devil ever pulled was convincing the world that Steve Eiserman didn't exist. If you yeah. want to talk about the Steve Eiserman <laughs> manifesto, mm. him pulling off a blockbuster to get Connor McDavid in Detroit and then winning three cups, that would be amazing. That that would be now that would be, um, but I, I don't send back, but they'll do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, do it now. Connor McDavid is, isn't going to be traded. He's not going to ask to be traded. He's not going anywhere in time soon. But um, if this team either misses the playoffs or they get in and get bounced in the first round again, uh, there's going to have to be some changes because. This is just, yeah, he, he, it's going to start to get to the point where people are going to start to, to wonder how much longer is he going to, you know, be up once his contract expires, is he going to want to stay? Because when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, if this is a team that keeps spinning its wheels and he's wasting the, pl- the prime of his career on a team that's going nowhere, you know. Yeah, at, at some point you're going to have to worry. God, it's going to um, be so good when there's a three-way trade where it sends Austin Matthews to Phoenix and Connor McDavid oh, to Toronto. Oh yeah, That's and the Coyotes and, and to and Hamilton. The, and the Oilers get the Coyotes. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, there it is. That's the chef's kiss for sure, right there. Oh wow. Yeah, Blackberry blows up this week. Didn't research it. Just die this week. What's that? Didn't Blackberry and and Research in Motion just die this week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Rest in peace. Pour one out for Blackberry phones. Yeah. And our old pal Jim Balsilli, who made life fun for us in the late in the late aughts. As you know, as a thing, it was amazing, and we should uh, we should all tip a cap. To, uh, That's right. To, we should be happy that it happened, not sad that it's over. Exactly. exactly. Let's be glad that it was a thing and that it brought us much joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when he showed everybody his BlackBerry and it already had the Pittsburgh Penguins logo on it as the background? <laughs> it was great. It's a great time for everybody. We're like, well, how the oh, fuck do you do that? Uh, yeah, we're like, how do you even put backgrounds on these phones? How are you able to change that, man? See, how are you able see, to put a full QWERTY keyboard? See, all, all, all billionaires are evil, essentially. But some are evil in a fun way. And and Jim Balsillie was evil in a fun way because he did destruction to himself. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, he gave us endless entertainment in, in the hockey world by playing what teams he going to buy and try to move this month. He tried to, he tried to buy three teams. Exactly. Like that's that's commendable. Yeah. 
Well, he it wanted happens. him to make it seven, 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 it's seven. It's wins a jackpot. He tried to. I remember he tried. He tried. He tried with the Penguins first. Uh-huh. Then he went with the Predators. I believe the Predators were next. Yep. And then it was finally it was the Coyotes because the Coyotes are the ones who, who basically their ownership was going. Okay, we're we're going belly up here. We we just want to get rid of this team. And he jumped in and said, "Yes, absolutely." And then it was they were about to become the Hamilton Coyotes to fulfill his dream of where of the of what was going to be the 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 Hamilton Predators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apparently and, there, were, there were rumors he tried to purchase the Sabers in 2011 and the Thrashers before they got uh, bought by True North. The the Thrashers one, I don't think there was very much laced to because he was he was pretty much out of out of um, uh, the the old Blackberry realm by that point. But the the Sabers one, yeah, I I believe there there was some legs to that at one point before the but the Pagulas just had way too much coin. They jumped in there and yeah. Apparently, this is a fun fact. Jim mm. Silly was announced as a sponsor of the sixty thousand dollar Atwood Gibson Writers Trust Fiction Prize. He also funds the Writers Trust of Canada twenty five thousand dollar Balsilli Prize for Public Policy. <laughs> so he's learned from his evil ways. No, he wants people to do public policy, so he wins. Yeah, oh, he's trying okay. to. Uh, yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to, to skew the votes. It's a more subtle end game. Ah, well done. Yes. So as I look in the Writers Trust of Canada website, um, <laughs> it's a very long name. It's a very it's a very it's long like a name. short story of a website. So, uh, submissions are open now, by the way, if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone. Uh, The Balsilli Prize is awarded annually for a book of nonfiction that advances and influences policy debates on a wide range of social, political, (laughs) economic, and cultural topics relevant to Canadians. The prize celebrates excellence in quality of thought, style, and underlines the important role role books play in advancing public discourse. Cosplay. <laughs> yeah, some role playing. Yeah, what if we number. just put together? What if we bind together a book, like a printed version of all the Bet and Balls, and we just submit it? Oh, <laughs> we submit that as like a play, and then we can yeah. talk about policies of teams and U.S. Yeah, government. I believe that would be considered fiction. <clears throat> is it? They're real does people. It, does it say who any of the previous <laughs> winners of this? Lyle, I'm glad you mentioned who the previous prize winners were because there is a list. I'm looking forward uh, to this right here uh, in uh, in 2021. And it's the first time and only time it's been uh, awarded <laughs> uh, as this is a second annual Ball City <laughs> Prize Award. Awesome. All right. Drum roll, please. Dan Brisnitz. Dan Brisnitz was the big winner with his book, Innovation in Real Places, Strategy for Prosperity in an Unforgiving World. That's all fake. A, is, that, is that it? Shall I, shall I read the policy jury and their statement on why it won? Sure. Yeah. This is their. This is the jury citation. I mean, what could go wrong at this point? <laughs> a gnawing worry of Canadian public policy pundits, practitioners, and scholars can be summarized in one word: innovation. Wow. I How love can we alliteration to start. Yeah. The, right. Yeah. It's fantastic amazing. alliteration. Yeah. How can we innovate more? faster do we innovate enough in his insightful book innovation in real places dan brisnitz def- uh uh deftly argues that canadians often confuse innovation with invention we his do demonstrates that <laughs> <by focusing laughs> that on explains invention. everything 
right? Canadians are a simple people. Exactly. Yes, we are. They don't know words. No. <laughs> we're, we're, if only, if only either of those words had a U in it. <laughs> His research demonstrates that by focusing on the invention side, creating the next new thing, Canadian policy and industry largely misses the major benefits of innovation of the innovation train. Toot toot. I am that. <laughs> Brisbane offers advice to leaders of all levels. You don't have to invent it. You do, however, have to bring it to market in a better way. And that was you don't have help. to take your clothes off to have a good time. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. Um, the uh, the public public policy jury was uh, Scott Young, uh, Tacky Sarnakitis, and Samantha Nutt. So those were the the uh, the, that was the winner. That was the jury. The uh, finalist were uh, Gregor Craig with On Borrowed Time, North America's Next Big. (laughs) Hold on, wait a minute. Uh Gregor Craig. Gregor Craig, or Gregor Craig, um, with uh, his book On Borrowed Time, North America's Next Big Quake. Um, also finalist, Neglectic No More: The Urgent Need to Improve the Lives of Canadian Elders in the Wake of a Pandemic by Andre Picard. And then yeah. uh, Indian in the Cabinet, Speaking the Truth to Power by Jody Wilson-Raybould. So, no, that's fu- that's a fiction book. I read that book when I was a kid. No, that's Indian in the Cupboard, you fool. Oh, my <laughs> fault. Cabinet, and it's talking about having uh, natives, uh, Native Canadians in, uh, I guess, uh, pol- pol- political roles. Gregor Craigie okay. is definitely not a real name. So... But he began his career reporting in Vancouver, so I guess he is real. Who's the say? He is real. Yep. He's real and he's spectacular. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound like it's like it's that bad. It sounds well, like an interesting mix. It does. But Lyle, this year the prize is upped a little bit: sixty thousand dollars for a winner, five thousand dollars for the final. <laughs> so, the book has to be published in Canada between October twenty-first and September thirtieth, uh, and published by a professional publishing house. And has to be a Canadian citizen or permanent resident. That's it. I'm telling you, all these rules. You, you, you guys got, you guys got to get that betting balls compilation together, man, and get that fired. I off. am a Canadian citizen, so I can. Yes, make it you are. You are eligible. I would do it, but unfortunately, my schedule is just so full, and I'm so full too. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> of what you, I'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> uh, Christmas cookies. I mean, I, I've always yes. dreamt of having an influence on Canadian political policies. Yeah. So. If if I if I made a book called Make It Eight, the way that Canada can b- embrace a yet another hockey team, um, not um, only will Ball Silly make me a winner, I'll be on the yeah. board to get that team out of Arizona and into Quebec City. There you go, so, into Quebec City. Oh, there you go. If you did, if you could, oh yeah. If that you know was great, it would be the little pebble trustees. that creates the ripples that bring about the Coyotes going to Quebec City. You sir, they will build a statue to you in Quebec City. But Scotty, you could just use the picture that you already have and use MS Paint and put <laughs> a little like text box over top of it and be like La Coliseum. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hot Sage Top House. <laughs> oh, you're like here are my ideas for the new Quebec, uh, Rita. Yeah, exactly. There's a fountain entertainment district. The <laughs> fucking great time. How are there people wearing shorts? I don't worry about <laughs> Why it. Why are there palm trees in, in downtown Quebec City? <laughs> I don't know. You guys fucking tell me. You put planted them there. What? Uh, mind you, you though, mean we plant them there? We do not plant them there. Mind, mind you, though, in, 
Mind you, though, though fourteen, uh, fourteen, the, fourteen. Mind you, though, the water frontage photos would actually make sense since Quebec City is on the St. Lawrence River. So, yeah. it's true. Which way to Quebec? Yeah, where's Quebec? You guys got to go north. Mm. Whereas Scotty and Jen would go east. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit south. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> cold is it where you guys are right now? Uh, wind chill minus 47. Sweet. Holy. Christ. And that's in Fahrenheit. But when it gets to minus 40 Fahrenheit and Celsius cross. Well, yeah, yeah. then they, oh. they merge and, 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 and they just, yeah. It's like Captain Planet. Yes. Right, yeah. exactly. But I wish we had fire um, and a little bit of heart. <laughs> Sadly, the only things that uh, that are there are ice and water. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like it. yeah. Jen's complaining about her feet being cold, and yeah, I don't blame her. My God, yeah, I do. Damn. With that. you blame you blame Jen for all of this. <laughs> Jen, on extra pair of Jen, socks, your, Jen. Hold on, Jen. What was your blood pressure when they checked you the other day? Um. 96 over 62. I don't think that's good. Was that in Celsius? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jen, Jen, Jen doesn't have a good circulatory system, is what we're saying. And she's aware of it. She, lives. she knows. <laughs> she um, knows. Other people have, like, gloves and, you know, just, like, regular gloves. I have snowmobiling mittens. Yeah, perfect. That's, That's smart. Cool. Oof. Oof. Yeah. That's great. like the last time that I went to have my oxygen levels checked. Yeah. They put it they put the uh oxygen, the blood oxygen meter on three different fingers before they were like, is this normal? <laughs> Did you have yeah. to do that like Lance Armstrong test where they put you on a bike and you have like the Darth Vader mask on? Nope. Oh, I thought no, it was no, no. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> No, no. They just took the little like oximeter and put it on my finger, and then the nurse was like, "I think there's something wrong with this machine." <laughs> Start hitting it. Boom, boom. I don't know. Eighty isn't normal. Well, <laughs> I get. Let me that tell you. What was that, Jen? I get. I get that with my blood pressure. Like this last time, the nurse did my blood pressure, and she's like, "Ah!" And she starts to like reposition the cuff and check all the valves and everything, and I'm like, "No, no, it's normal." And she's like, "Okay, well." You you're sure whatever you, whatever you say i get nurses asking me um if i feel dizzy um if i need a glass of juice if i need to lie down on the table like like they're all concerned i'm gonna pass out this instant and i'm like well i've made it this far <laughs> jen comes jen comes back for the doctor it's guy's like how's the doctor and jen's like well they don't believe me but i came home with six gallons of orange juice i was gonna say you get free juice so i don't know what your problem is <laughs> oh my hey you think we could probably get jim balsilli on the show if we talked about his uh, probably problem? yeah as long as he I never so. ever hears any previous broadcast, sure, why not? Hey, well, I was I, I, I love me some Jim Balsilli. I don't know. Oh, listen, Jim Balsilli was a great bit for a long time. Like I said, he brought us joy. So great guy. if you can get him on the show, why not? We'll oh, be on our best. We'll behavior. talk about this writer's trust. It'll be a great fucking time. Balsilli yeah. was like the designs uh, he's got on any other NHL teams. Yeah. Oh, dude, honestly, just to have 
the have that about the whole process that oh made- my god i know because yeah he he can never buy another nhl team he knows this he is like permanently banned by the nhl from ever he's putting like us in. he's just like us lyle <laughs> yeah we yeah. can't get a fucking credential unless it's through a school for christ's oh, sake oh jesus yeah don't get me started on that yeah I, i'm already being don't asked get me I'm gonna go to, i've already been asked i'm gonna go to the draft in montreal and honestly i'm whatever anyway <laughs> Something else. <laughs> I, can't find, I can't find his, his. I will have to find his, uh, his. His. He has to have a price. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> At least, yeah. At least a cameo or something. He was the uh, Jim Bossilli was definitely the like the evil like mastermind to the Gary Bettman like mm. part of that whole he was story. Foil for for yeah. Like, that's oh, what I was gonna say. A great he, comic he, foil. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like, he's not actually the villain in the story. He, you just everybody yeah. wants to believe he's the villain, but there's always somebody yeah. like behind Mr. Roper. <laughs> Al, <laughs> that's Roker. <laughs> oh, my fault. Yeah, it would be. It would be okay, that was it, before your time, Mark. It, yeah. it would be if you yeah. were a doc, if you were a Doctor Who fan. Jim Balsillie would be the master. To Gary Bettman's The Doctor, if The Doctor was just a bland, boring, but also Machiavellian. In other words, okay, no, that wouldn't be a good analogy because they're both evil. You'd end up cheering for Ball Silly. Never mind. Not a good analogy. I mean, I was cheering <laughs> this... for Ball Silly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wanted, fuck it. Thanos wins. The, uh... Let's just vote for him. I was really hoping for the finale of Benton Balls to be like a, an uplifting story where Jim Ball wins. And... Yeah. But it, it didn't happen. And then, just, and then he wakes up. Yeah. He walks on, he walks oh, on the ice in Hamilton one with one fist in the air, freeze frame, oh, credits yeah. roll. <clears throat> Jim Ball Stolley was denied, the, was denied by up. the board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they rolled As the camera pans, like white, freeze frame, like camera pans out. He's just in the middle of an empty ice arena. <laughs> It Nobody's there, in and it's like uh, it turns up. It's like Jim Balsillie is now currently selling car insurance in Canada. <laughs> exactly. And in 2020, started his own prize, much like Mark Messier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is the Mark Messier of nonfiction awards. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, anytime. Oh, uh, yeah. anytime we it, get a Mark Messier dig in there for that fucking god awful trophy, let's take uh, it. Boys. What are the, we waiting just, for? The, the, the lamest trophy in NHL history. The absolute. Ben, lamest. you concur with that? <laughs> the la- la- lamest trophy, the Mark Messier Award, worst trophy I've... ever. Yeah. yeah, I like that started out as a monthly trophy, and then everyone was like, "You know what? Let's not." Yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll just hand it out during the awards ceremony at the end of the year just to keep Mark happy. Right. Our yeah. Mark and Mark Messier. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I keep forgetting Mark Messier is actually part of ESPN's coverage because I don't watch ESPN Plus when the games are on. So um anything else, Lyle, or should we go right to the games? Oh, let's go right to the games. It's getting to be that time. We we've we've talked enough enough talk. trash for now. So la- last time we did uh, a pick'em um was December 15th. Oh. oh in that time, uh COVID ravaged much of the teams we picked. <laughs> a team folded. It was Johnny's. <laughs> we had we had um my team played two games, Johnny's played team played two games, yes. Mark and Lyle's team played three games. This was all in three weeks. Wow. 
Thank you, Omicron. So Lyle was the big winner. Yay. He and Johnny came in second, and Mark was just happy to be there. That's true. It's just like the show. Team played. On, the, on the year, uh, I'm up 95, Lyle 92, Mark and Johnny tied for 70. Um, this week, the ECHL. Are they actually playing games? They are playing games. I'm getting. I'm, they had an outdoor game uh, this past weekend too in Toledo. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Holy <laughs> Toledo. Holy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Mark teams. has waited years to work that in. <laughs> and a lot of teams here. A lot of teams, not including the new team next year's, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, which are that's a great name. The Savannah Ghost Pirates. I love that name. Fantastic. That's a fantastic name. Great name. Ghost Pirates. Ooh, <laughs> scary boys and girls. Ooh, ghost pirates, ghost pirates in the sky. <laughs> uh, Jen, you want to pick a team? Do you know any ECHL teams? Um, no, I'll let you guys do this. All right, Jen yields the floor. Uh, Mark, it is up to you. The first pick. Fantastic. I am going to go to a place. Um, first of all, I'm going to... Uh, 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 this is a very educated uh, guess pick for okay. me. All right. Somewhere that believes in science. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily convinced that all of these teams are in a part of the country that believes in science, <laughs> but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that uh, Wista Mass okay. believes in science. They're in they're in the uh, that, that little zone up there where they, they care about, you know, keeping people safe. So uh, I'm going to go with the Worcester Railers. Worcester Railers, kid. Uh, Johnny, what do you got for us? Um, I, uh, I, hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just have a list of teams. They're, they didn't give me, a, I couldn't find Wikipedia fast enough to, to oh. get a, a list of <laughs> Well, uh, Wikipedia is literally the fastest loading <laughs> website on the internet. No, it, it was the first one. It went to. It well, we can to we the can ECHL stall here for a second. Com. Like we can stall. That's fine. Hang out. I'm just. Gonna, I can send you the link right now. Do you need me to send you the link? I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick a team that all. seems like it. It very well. Like half of the players very well could have been at the Winter Classic this past week. Uh huh. And we wouldn't have known. And that is the Jacksonville Ice Man. There you go. There it is. They play at the V the V Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Ah, uh, love the love a V Star. <laughs> what? <laughs> what <is that? laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, I'm going with uh, another team that could have had players in the Winter Classic, and we didn't know about it. But this team is actually affiliated with one of the teams who played in the Winter Classic, and I'm only picking them because they play at the X Tream Arena. Um. The Extreme Arena in Coralville, Iowa. The Iowa Heartlanders. I also uh, enjoyed that show Heartland on CMT. Uh, th- that's a lie. Did you though? Seen. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I've never seen yeah, it. Exactly. Do I look like a guy who watches Heartland, Mark? I don't know. You do you watch Hallmark movies? Mm, no. <laughs> did we do a whole riff on Hallmark movies a while back? We did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was fantastic. What if it was? Uh, what if it was Scott Hall? Ooh, that'd be good. And Mark. Mm. In a Hallmark movie. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> nice research. Say hello to the bad guy. 
He just all he does is come walk into a scene and spit out a uh, uh, um, toothpick and walk away. <laughs> he actually comes into the scene. Time to take a survey. <laughs> Did we have two like, Scott Hall references in this? You in this know show? who That's I am. Insane. Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo. Uh, get someone at the outsider's edge. It's a great time. Lyle, who you got? Well, I got to keep with my wrestling theme, of course. And initially, I was gonna first name that jumped out at me was the Utah Grizzlies, but I was gonna go with oh well, Grizzly Smith. But Grizzly Smith was a pederast and just a note, no arsehole. Check out Dark Side of the Ring for that. So no, I will not do that. Instead, I will go with the Rapid City. Ah, uh, what a rush! Little one, Rapid City. They don't believe in science. Um, yeah, so. so you you run the risk of getting games canceled, Lyle. See, this is where no, my no. logic went. I think go. they I all mean, do. Yeah. Let's be. But honest. again, I, I set this theme for myself, Mark, and I have to see it through. Sometimes to the bitter end, just like uh, yeah, just a like lot of I, people are doing with, just like a lot of countries we, are doing right now with COVID. Uh, so there we, we are. Uh, we give. Just like we try, to, try to lose every year. Uh, yeah, we give, so we give some uh, props to uh, some other arena names. The uh, the aus- the most awesome one. The cool insuring arena. You know, that's the hip uh, insurance yeah. of the Adirondack Thunder. If you wanted to get some chicken, you would go to the Newfoundland uh, Newfoundland ground, uh, Growlers games. They play at the Mary Brown Center, Mary Brown's Chicken. Ah, wow. Um, also, Best taters ran. There you go. Atlanta. Whoa, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, you could also went to the Gats <laughs> South Arena, uh, part of uh, the Atlanta Gladiators. Um, and no one picked the Wheeling Jerry Nailers, which I'm very... Uh, no. Nope. Oh well, all of our computers are fixed. Yeah, or they, but they they play at West Banco, the West Banco. West arena. Banco. But if you if oh, you no. wanted if you wanted to go to a place where you had more than just over the air channels and also eight people, you could take in the Kansas City Mavericks who were who play at the Cable Dahmer Arena, the Cable Dahmer Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Cable dump. Eh? 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 Yeah. You, you, you got any gum? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Johnny. Yeah. Hey, got any gum? Ah, <laughs> uh, the classics. Eh? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, time for haha. Fuck you. Yay! Uh, oh, this is where Jen destroys us. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a great game for you. We're going back in time. Going to go back in time. <laughs> we go to it when it was called Rexall. Rexall Place. Oh, you're rolling the dice here, Scotty. Alberta, Canada. December 6, 2003. Oof. Oof. The Edmonton Oilers welcomed in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. Dog shit team against dog shit. Dog shit team. Oh wow. Double dog shit on this edition of Haha ha, Fuck You to start off. <laughs> Is this a node to Mark? It could be. Uh, we hey. got. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. There's been a lot of dog shit. You weren't talking about me. You were talking about Ginger. That's true. 18, 18 skaters aside, two goalies. Oh boy. Here we go. Buckle up, uh, Johnny. Get us started. Um. Enrico Ciccone. Enrico Ciccone, not on the board. Uh, oh, Enrico Ciccone. Uh, Mark with a C. Martin Straka. Marty Straka, not on the board. Oh, God. 
Jen. You said Oilers, right? Sure did. Uh, Sean Horkoff. Sean Horkoff's on the board, and they were just oh, that. Oh, let's go. This is just no fair. Loud. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, Mike Greer? Mike Grief is not on the board. I think he was with the Capitals at this time. With the Sabres. Who's the, who's the other team again? It's the Penguins and the Oilers. Oh, yeah, Penguins. Yeah, dog yeah. shit. Yeah. Johnny, we're going to you. Um, Chris Bork. Chris Bork. Bork. I know this is Bork. this is not this is there. way early for it. Point, I just wanted points, to say it. Points for a Chris Bork reference. Thank you. Um, uh, Mark. <sighs> uh, Stefan Fisse. No, no, that's not the one I was thinking of. Nope. Not <laughs> third. Um, but I know who I'm thinking of. All right, well, they not, can come back him. around to it. I'm Did sure it'll still be there. Well, when no. we get that pick. <laughs> yeah. Jen? Um, if Horkoff was there, then uh, Hemsky was there. Alish Hemsky is there. Two <gasps> points for Jen. Yeah. Here we come. The ass kicking has begun, gentlemen. Here. I like Lyle, it. Lyle, get it. Let's go. Get it. Um, Let's go. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going to stick with Oilers here, too, because I can't think of any Penguin, because they really were dog shit that year. Uh, oh, um, Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith. He's not going to cry, but he does. Of anyway. course. Of course. Yes. Captain in a row. Yes. Johnny, we got two in a row. Make it three. Come on, Johnny. Oh, no. Come on, Johnny. This is on me. It's on you, buddy. Make it three. Jesus. I can give you he wasn't on any of those teams, John. Are you sure? <laughs> John, make it seven. Let's go. What are we make doing? it seven. Um, hmm. uh, 2003. Huh? Before the deadline. Oh, before the deadline. Thank God. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Cullen? No. Who's nope. the, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Is that the right guy? <laughs> no, Matt Cullen? Right hand, <laughs> right hand. What? Joe Mullen. Joe Mullen. No, no, Joe, no, Joe Mullen. <laughs> Mark, what do you got? Short. <laughs> I keep so I keep thinking right of so it's, it's a, a it's a it's a kid. It's a I want to say French Canadian goalie. Maybe okay. not. He played. For, he would have played for the Penguins. Alban. I want to say Alban. Keep wanting okay. to say Alban. That's not it though. I don't it, think. He is John Sebastian Alban. Is that a thing? Alban, Mark, he, he, not playing, but he was a Penguins goaltender at that time. Didn't play okay. in this game though. So you get, wow. you get. I don't backup. know why I remembered his name, and, and I don't know why I went with Fise first. It's probably it happened. You know man. the whole yeah. yeah. But I, but yeah, that was the racist. guy I was thinking of. They all look the same. Um, <laughs> Jen. Um, for Fernando. Um, Torres? No. Pisani. Pisani? Fernando Pisani! Oh! On the board. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember, I loved that guy in the finals in 2006. He was, yes. like my, he was my favorite player on the ice that year. It, remember that rod hockey? They had the rod hockey. Or the, oh, the, God, the, yes. Fernando Pisani! Hey! <laughs> uh, I'm Italian. Like I'm from Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lyle, what you got? Um, okay, Lyle. well, 
Mark, when, when, okay. When okay. Jen was trying to think what she was saying, Fernando, Mark mentioned something. He said Torres. So I'm going to throw, jump in there and say Rafi Torres. Or that Rafi Torres on the board. Nice work. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, thank assist. you. Thank, Glad you. I could thank help. you, Mark, yeah. for the assist. Half point the for You're welcome. Something that Fernando Torres didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> or Rafi Pasani. Yeah. Well, Lyle would know. Yeah. He's a Liverpool guy. Liverpudlian. Johnny, what do you got? Um, so yeah. December third. See, what was interesting was when Mark was talking about Z- uh, John Sebastian Alban. I was thinking about Sebastian Caron. That your answer, that's goalie. That's yeah, a, that's another goalie for the Penguins in that era, but did not play. Oh, yeah. there. Wow. You guys are hitting around. Uh, Mark. Oh, it's back to me already. Huh? Who the hell played goalie for this team? Um. I'm going to switch back then, and I'm going to go with Manny Fernandez. I'm sorry, not there. Damn. I think he he went to the Oilers at some point after the Wild. You're thinking of the other Wild goalie. Yep, you're Oh, dang it. Son of a bitch. Did I just give that one away? I sure don't. Maybe, Ben. What do you got to say? I don't think so. Tommy Salo. Oh, Tommy Salo not on the board. Sorry. The perfect streak is over. Not on the board. Mr. Lyle. I'm sure he was in Edmonton, but he didn't play this game. Okay. What? That's what's so oh. great about this game. Before the deadline. Yeah, Rex obviously also. before the deadline. Okay. This is when the Oilers had like that's when the, that, that, was the, that was the year of the outdoor game, yeah? Between Edmonton and, and, and <laughs> Montreal. Yes, the sir. Heritage Classic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin's on the board. Yeah, is. there. This is when he there. started his his career. That's of, like, right. Only outdoor games. Exactly. Yes. Was played indoors, so that's what confused these guys. Yeah. Um. I, I love how no one has attempted a defenseman yet for the, either team. That's for true. Either team. <laughs> that's true. Well, Johnny, you got a chance to do it now. No. Um, <laughs> hey, gonna, fuck you. I'm gonna go with Johan Hedberg. Johan Hedberg not on the board. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Mark, what do you got? Brent Johnson. Mark. Give me Brent Johnson. Uh, he, I can give him to you. He's not there. Damn it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be like smashing around this, and and Scotty's gonna be like Martin Brodeur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's gonna be like this was actually Tom Barrasso's last game yeah, for the exactly. Uh Jen. I think. This was the year that Adam Oates played for Edmonton. God it could be off by the year. Goddamn right he did. He had an assist in this game. <laughs> oh, no way. Wow. Adam Oates is there. Lyle, what do you got? Damn, this okay. was the Russia connection. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was, was so close to Russia Russian in Edmonton, too. Yeah, really. Yeah. The new Russian five with Adam Oates as the leader. Um, again, I am staying far, far away from the penguins. Um, there, they can't fly. I know. They They swim. They swim fast. They swim fast. They swim great. Remember, there's 17 different species of them. You learned it from me because I learned it from David Attenborough. Um, was George LaRocque still there? Sure was, Lyle. Right there. Boom. George LaRocque. Awesome. Okay. Because wow. <laughs> that was just a wild stab in the dark. I'm running out of Oilers. <laughs> Paid hey, off. Johnny, what do you got? Um, um, 
Not a COVID cough, by the way. Damn mm-hmm. scientists. I know. But... Hey. Penguins. I mean, this would be around the time when the show started. Yeah, just a year, a couple years after. Um, two-year anniversary, fourth season. Brooks Orpic. On the board, Brooks Orpic. <laughs> wow, good work. One for one on defense. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Mark, Mark Shots. He did. <laughs> Man, Mark. he definitely knew misery back then. Holy shit. Right, Mark um, Shell Samuelson. Close, but you get the shell you get the shell bump. Uh, but he's not there. Damn. Uh Jen. Um, is Bister. Who? Is Bister. Brad is Bister not on the board, sadly. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Lyle, what do you got? Good guess. I got I've 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 drawn a goddamn blank here. Um Penguins, Edmonton, before the straight deadline. <laughs> December. It was a long December. Counting Crows sung about it. Mm, okay. <clears throat> um, maybe this year will be better than the last. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of any Oilers who might have been around there. Like as when as soon as you mentioned Brooks Orpik, I'm thinking, okay, who from their who from their Crosby years was was there? Um, Chris Letang. Sorry, not there. A little early for Letanger. Okay. Last call, Johnny P. You were chuckling at the, the Counting Crows joke, and I appreciate you for it. Yep, that's what I'm here for. Thanks, man. I'm going to go with Tom Barrasso. Tom Barrasso not on the board. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to I had to take that out. Just Mark. in case. But I felt bad. Uh, we're never going to get the Penguins goal. Or it's somebody we should have absolutely gotten. But uh, Lubomir Visnowski. Let's go. Let's go back to Edmonton for a defenseman. Nope, not there. Sorry. Dang. Jen, so far last... we've gotten one defenseman. <laughs> Jen, last one. Um. Make it count. Marty Wiesner. Oh, not there. I thought he was there, but he's not there. Oh, sorry. Good guess though. I like I like a Marty Reasoner drop. Um, it reminds me of uh, Stork's reasons. I like me some reasons. <clears throat> Lyle. All right. Um, shot in the dark on the Penguins goalie, Mark Andre Fleury. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Get Emmett out Fleury. Of town. You're it kidding was, me. No, it was his first season. Remember, he played those oh, games. So and that right, season. right. I kept thinking 0506 was his first season. That's so good. Yep. And I, it was the, the tie in is because he's going to get traded to Edmonton. So, I mean, <laughs> yep. that was so good. His first, his first game against the Oilers was December 6, uh. 2003. Clever. Hey, let's wow. here. Let's let's do a rundown of it for the Penguins. Uh, Ramsey Abid. And I'm I'm disappointed in you, Johnny. Why? Can't miss Chris Beach. Oh, That's see, wrong. he's the other one. I I picked the wrong. You picked wrong. the wrong. E Chris Bork. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Uh, Mark Bergevin. <laughs> Patrick Bouillou. Matt Bradley. John Sotalo's close personal friend. Uh-huh. Uh, former uh, Oilers captain and uh, Atlanta Thrashers legend Kelly Bookberger, Mike Eastwood, Brian Holzinger, Constantine Koltsov, riding with Private Ryan Malone, Steve McKenna, Joseph Metcash, Alexei Morozov, Matt Murley, Orpik was mentioned, 
Martin Strabic, to, uh, Tomas Sove, Dick Tarnstrom, you guys missed. Uh, and M.A. Flurry in net. Wow. That was such a terrible team. Uh, Dolph- oh, I had I had a pretty bad case of Dick, Tar- Dick Tarnstrom in college. Well, no. The pocket. <laughs> it does do you. Uh, for the Oilers, another Marc-Andre. Marc-Andre Bergevin. Uh, uh-huh. Bergeron. Uh, Bergeron. Jason, Ch- Ber- Jason Chimera. On the oh, oh. Look at that. Uh, Corey Cross make, make you jump, jump. Um, Radic Dvorak, Scott Ferguson. I don't think that's a real person. I think that's an EA made-up person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alish Hemsky, uh, Horcroft, LaRock were mentioned. Ethan Morrow was on this. Oh. Mm. I uh, thought he o- the Blue Jackets by then. Yeah, Oates and Pizzani were mentioned. Alexei Seminoff. Jason Smith was men- uh, not mentioned on this one. Jason Smith. Ryan Smith, however, was. Hey, Steve! Steos was on this team. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett Stoll, uh, Rafi Torres mentioned, Mike York, and then Ty Conklin. There we have it. That wasn't too that was bad. That wasn't terrible, bad. considering yeah. the fact that these teams were God mad about it. Been, speech, if it hadn't been for Jen, we probably wouldn't have gotten We'd have spent that year in college. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Jen, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, Yeah. Well, because it well, I wouldn't have gotten Rafi Torres if it hadn't been for Jen and well, Mark Duffin and Gold Fernando. Yeah, but she was um, the one who said she started saying Fernando. Fernando, she's trying to remember his last name, and he's going Fernando Torres, and that's why I was like, no, but it's Rafi Torres, Rafi Torres. I thought she was singing Gaga for a second. I would not have gotten that if it, so. Had yeah. to do both. Thank you. Right. Well, while it's been fun, it's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, it, it has. Um, it's nice seeing you again, Jen. And uh, here, here's to better days, hey? Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right. All the best. Bye, Lyle. All right, guys. And uh, see, you see, next- all next, see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye, yeah. buddy. Right. There he goes. Lyle Richardson, SpectresHockey.net, at SpectresHockey on that. Uh, shout us out, Johnny. I will give a shout out to... Making it another year. Congrats. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, it started in July, but who's to say? Who's counting? Yeah. Um, I'll give a shout out to all the gingers in Mark's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One additional. Um, shout out to Cooper All, since we're just bringing in pets at this point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. A shout out to us all. <laughs> shout out to us, everyone. And Southies. <laughs> um, Mizark. Um, yeah. Shout out to Ginger. Although she shits everywhere. Well, like everywhere that she's not supposed to. We have these, you know, they got the pat. So we got, we got her on New Year's Eve. Uh, it rained. All of New Year's Day mm. and all of the 2nd of January as well. And then it snowed on the 3rd of January. Oh. So we haven't have really had a chance to do the whole, like, let's go outside and use the bathroom. Because, uh, yeah, it's there, there's a lot of snow. So uh, we have been struggling with the whole pad thing in the house. Uh, pad tie? No, that's delicious. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, this is not. So, 
Um, I think she's, I think she's getting better, but I, I still am not sleeping very much, mm. which you know, smart would be nice if, considering the fact that now Harper seems to be sleeping through the night. Finally, <laughs> it's like, oh. oh sure, let's just bring home another thing that needs us to wake up in the middle of the night for no reason. But she's pretty cute, so we deal with it. <sighs> As I say that, she might be waking up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jinx. <laughs> and then shout out to to winning my fantasy league. So not that anybody in my fantasy league listens to the show, but uh my plan is to to I always I always promised Mr. Matt Death if I ever won that league that I'd go out and this was, you know, twelve years ago. So the options for championship belts were pretty limited back then, but I was gonna get a championship belt and use it as a trophy for the league. Um but now you know, everybody's doing the whole belt thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm going to get a belt. There you go. All right. Congratulations. Keep your pants up. Are you going to get an AEW belt? That'd be wonderful. Air fancy. I don't know. Send me one. I'm, I'm looking for ideas. Okay. Get them at Walmart. I'll send you one. It'd be great. No, 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 no. This <laughs> is going to be a real one. Oh. Metal and everything. Not one of the toy ones. Oh, okay. Are you going to yeah. smack Matt Death in the head with it when he shows yes. up at the draft? Absolutely. You want to fix it? All right. Uh, Jayco, anything? Mm, not really. You wanted to be on a podcast. You're on a podcast. You got one goal fulfilled already. So congrats on that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, get and, you on more podcasts. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to my birthday tomorrow. It's true. Hey, happy birthday. Yep. Yeah. So you get either carrot cake or tuxedo cake or carrot tuxedo cake. Swish them together. Great time. Hopefully it Better than be. a tuxedo t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to eat the top of the carrot cake, though. No. no. Or a carrot cake t-shirt. That'd be kind of disgusting. That'd be really messy. Yeah. A lot of beta carotene, so you got that going for you. All right. Anything else, Jen? No, I'm just hoping it won't be this cold tomorrow. <laughs> it's full. All right. Um, for me, shout out to Jen's birthday. Hooray. Luckily, when we were trying to get stuff in here, she didn't see any of her presents, so that was even better. That's good. I had them well hidden. That's good. So. Well, that and I'm completely oblivious. That's true. She is very blind. Is... Well, Jen, you got the 2003 Oilers team. Yep, we got <laughs> Fernando Pisani's actually just hanging out in the in the garage. You didn't see him. <laughs> Hiding behind the bike. She's probably on the injury list, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, no. Th- so, I didn't get a chance to tell you. I got new glasses. And um, when mm-hmm. I went to the eye exam to get the new glasses, uh, he wrote out my prescription, and that it's a negative 13.5. Wow. So... I am blind, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, blind. You have almost no blood circulation. Yeah, and yet I want to be a goalie. Go figure. This is fine. It's yeah. fine. It's We're fine. all fine here. So we went to go pick out frames, and the guy helping us was like, "Oh, we'll just have your um, prescription faxed over." And I'm like, "Okay, but it's a negative thirteen point five. I'm warning you. Like, you know, it's gonna be." something to work with can, can you hold the frames up to the camera just to show how thick those lenses are 
Whoa. <laughs> and this is compressed. Jeez, I These could are... use that as a booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> Lenses. Like without compression. These are the compressed lenses. Yeah. Yeah, it's without amazing. compression, this thick. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they the uh, science nowadays is fantastic, especially for twenty nine year olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, shout out Cooper. Shout out to, I actually have to go back to work to get my debit card because I left it in my scrub pocket. Oopsie poopsie. Oh, no. Just to that. Shout out to Legos from eBay. That's cool. Wait, now you're on a Lego kick because Oyo isn't a thing? Bro, I, uh, I you were in here for it. I'm actually like Leg, leg bro. I'm bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. Um, I'm actually trying to recreate Piney Orchard through one of my rinks. So I'm, I need the Lego to build the stands. So Makes sense. We are we are testing it out with the Lego that I bought. We're gonna map it out. We're gonna try to engineer it, and then uh, we'll do a pick apart from a Lego.com, and then be on our way to building the Piney Orchard we all know and love. So you know that Lego has a tool you can download to your computer mm-hmm. that tells you exactly like you build it like a 3D modeling program. And then it, it can print you out a list of like exactly what Lego pieces you need to build it. Right. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work. I did not know that. I, I tried to build Camden Yards back before children and everything because I apparently had a ton of free time. So <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's almost like you're getting punished now for all that free time. And and now yeah. now you can just uh, buy the one from FOCO and. Right. <laughs> I, I actually, if I would have figured out how to do it, I would have absolutely marketed it because it would have been awesome to like try to sell Lego versions of. I think Camden Yards is the best stadium. But he would have spelled know, market with a C. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That would have been mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shit. Mar- yeah, people would have gotten confused, but that's fine. They would have figured it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I never did. But I did design. Actually, I probably still have the design file somewhere on my computer hey, here. I got like got, if you got that website. I got like three fourths of the way through before I gave up and realized that my dimensions were off and I would have had to redo the whole thing. But I know. Well hey how about you send me what that link is and then I'll sure. send you the I'll send you the eighty dollar Brixel um Camden Yards that they made. <laughs> the, like the actual thing or the link to it? You don't need to send me the actual thing. I don't oh, have any room uh, to put that now. Oh, I can Plus the you. kids would destroy it. Yeah, so don't send me the actual thing. <laughs> okay, I'll show you the I'll send you the link to it. And we'll go from there. All right. Um shout out shout out to the OEO and shout out to the Black Bears. We Um that's it. That's all. For Jenny P Mark on the C, Jenny Chell History Girl, I'm Scotty Wallace. Take care of yourself and someone else has been Face Off Hockey Show. Part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and PodcastMonsters.com. Um check us out on the internet as we are one to do, not live in person because we're in a couple different states. Um, yeah. Uh, at FOHS Radio, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon.com. So Face Off Hockey Show. Give us money. Um, that's it. That's all. You guys have a good week. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.